Hey everyone, today is Thursday, the 28th of January 2021. This is Gap episode 550. I'm Luke Laurie. Job Gura is here, and uh, are we recording our brand new studio, Job, with our GameStop money? We got our fucking right? Game Stonks. We're, we're rich, bitch. Hey, right, game That's is rich it. now. Okay, I've had enough of this. We've been kicked around for too long, and now it's time for gamers to come to the fore. Uh, this game's GameStop shit is wild, hey? It's bananas. I mean, it is. I do enjoy. I've I've got some real. There's some real Schadenfreude to watching all these uh, hedge fund types uh, lose their fucking <laughs> minds about this stuff because the yeah. entire pitch for so long has always been, you know, oh, well, why don't you just do it? Why don't you just trade in stocks, right? Like, oh, well, yeah, sure, I own three fucking Jaguars and uh, and a Porsche, uh, um, and you know my and and I own eighteen fucking buildings in Sydney somehow. Uh, but you could do it too if you simply play the stock market. Anyone can do it. It turns you know paupers into princes, uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, like. That movie fucking um, Trading Places, right? You know, there's Trading Places, right? Like, I guess that was the right. picture of Trading Places. Although the end of Trading Places is pretty similar to what's happening with GameStop. <laughs> <laughs> so if anything, they probably should have seen it coming, you would imagine. Right. But uh, anyway, yeah, it's just, uh, yeah, there's there's a great deal of schadenfreude. The, the, that deep-seated feeling of contentment that that you get when uh people have been smug and then hoisted upon their own petard uh and that's what i'm getting out of this all, all this stuff uh i would have mm. i wish i wish we were recording from our brand new studio uh up in the fucking <laughs> in the high life but uh well it's annoying as fuck to trade uh on the u.s stock market from australia uh, it's it can be done, and I do it a little bit, but uh, it's it's painful, and uh, it takes forever, and there are tax implications that are also extremely extremely annoying. Um, hmm. Fortunately, I've never made enough for it to be a big problem. <laughs> right, I'm shit. Uh, but yeah, it's difficult from over here, and uh, yeah, I, I um I don't imagine that you were sitting with the uh the morons on. Wall Street bets, hmm. um, tracking GameStop uh, share prices in time to get in at the ground floor and, and make out like a bandit. I don't know. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. It passed me by. Uh, yeah. How many shares did you buy? Four thousand. Oh, all of them. Yeah. Uh, I did see, I've seen Can you not tell from the, the gold microphone I have now? It is, it is pretty. <laughs> the diamond plated? gold. Uh, I thought that was just because we made it to episode 550. 550. Right, yeah. Ludicrous. It's a, a lot of episodes. A lot of nonsense. Um, I'll tell you what's not nonsense, Luke. And, dear listener, I'll tell you what's not nonsense. This Loop Hero interview that we did. Uh, that's Now, that's a segue. That's, that's, we, used to, we used to be so good at segues. <laughs> Nowadays, we don't give a fuck about segues, but we used to be really good at them. And that is an example. That's like a early, you know, that's 150, episode 150 type segue back when hmm. they were all important. Anyway, we talked to Finlal and Blinch uh, 
Alexander and Alexander uh, from uh, the team that may uh, have made and are making Loop Hero, um, which is a game we talked about last week. Um, is it an idle game, Luke? What do you think? It's. I think it's not an idle game. I think you <laughs> asked the developers off the bat if it's an idle game. Okay. And they were and, extremely and, confused. Um, and how did they answer, though? They, I, I guess. I think uh, they were just trying to be nice to you. No, they, they said like, Look at this special the original kid. He plan what he's talking about. was it was going to be like Progress Quest, which is the original idle game. So anyway, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, Finlal and Blinch from Four Quarters, Four Quarter, Four, four Fucking Fuck. What have I done? Yeah, four that's quarter? right. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, they like. It's a good interview. I think it's a great interview. Uh, but especially by the end, uh, we get into a bit of a flow. But uh, they're a Polish studio, and uh, there's definitely a language barrier that I think uh, it takes a little while for uh, us to get into a decent flow because of that. Uh, unbelievably, like I can never get over how awesome it is that we get to speak to people uh, from around the world about video games. And uh, hmm. I'm, I'm spectacular, I'm unbelievably grateful that uh, they put in the effort to um, to talk to us in our language because I, I know uh, Pyrogi, I think that's Polish, and that's the end. They're in Russia, not Poland. What? What? <laughs> they're Russian. They're a Russian studio. They're a Russian studio. Well, fuck. Uh, I, well, I know Dasvidanya, and I know some uh, <laughs> I know some language from Counter-Strike that I'd rather not repeat. Um, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's amazing yeah. that they, they put in the effort to, to speak to us uh, in English. And uh, so I'm, I'm always more than happy to, um, yeah, to do whatever I can to make that bridge a little bit better. And I think we do a good yeah. job of that. And by the end of the interview, yeah, it's got a, a good cadence to it. And uh, yeah, it's got a good flow. And you, there's some excellent information in that. I mean, yeah, like the, the process behind how they got to where they were to make this game. Um, well, and- well, they, because um, when I was reading up on it, they do a lot of uh, game jams. Yeah. Um, and they've, I think they said they've done about 15 or so at this stage. Yeah. Uh, and they're... Their previous game, which was uh, Please Don't Touch Anything, we talked about, I talked about it in 2015 on this show. Um, And that came out of a game jam as well. And they've basically just, they've made a couple of different versions of that game. Uh, At one stage, they made a a VR one. Um, And since then, they basically get together every like October um, or whenever they do these game jams. uh, And they get a new theme they get given and then they go in and make a new game. And and Loop Hero was one of those game jam games that ended up being pitched to Devolver um, and getting picked up. So we talk a bit about that in there because um, I was I was kind of curious as to like how you go go from a game like Please Don't Touch Anything to Loop Hero because there's just such vastly different games. Yeah. You don't really see that often from from studios just going wildly different directions. You look at uh, a studio like. Um, uh, I don't know, the guys that did Hades, Supergiant, and, and sort of their past games are all sort of very similar in nature. You can kind of see that 
linear um, direction they've gone in. Yeah. But for me, um, or like another one is like Horizon Zero Dawn and uh, and uh, Resistance, right? It was yep. Resistance they made before that. And just being like, that is just a completely different game. So the, sometimes that sort of stuff happens, but otherwise it's... It's, um, it's yeah, rare. It's, yeah. It's, it's, it's rare. Normally, <laughs> if you see someone like that, it's, it's more like Risk of Rain versus Risk of Rain 2, right? Where it's still very much the same philosophy at its core, but it's a wildly different uh, game because of a change in perspective or something like that. Whereas this is like just a different game. It's like a completely different game all the way from the ground up. And that's that feels very old school to me because, yeah, you, you used to see it a bit, but you don't see it all that yeah. much anymore. Um, it wasn't Resistance either. It was Killzone. Like, Resistance is um, same Insomniac. Diff. <laughs> yeah. Same diff, mate. Yeah, pretty much. They went from Resistance to uh, to Spider-Man. Yeah. Not, a lot of stuff in between. Yeah. Um, anyway, so we talked about some good stuff. Uh, so, yeah, Alexander and Alexander. Um, uh, Alexander, I think... I'm not sure if I put that bit in the interview. I guess we'll find out because I haven't edited the, the thing yet. But nice. uh, Alexander is an artist and programmer. They're, they're kind of very much like different hats. They're a super small team. I think there's only like four of them. Yeah. Um, Alexander, too, as he refers to himself, is uh, he works in music and sound and is also a designer. Um, so, Finn yeah. Lyle and, and I think Dimitri's. There's two, two Alexanders and two Dimitri's is what they were saying. Yeah. You have to be named Alexander or Dimitri to work there. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, no, good interview. And we're going to jump into that right now. Could I ask you guys a favor? Uh, just say your name and your role for the podcast. Uh, so people know at home okay. who's who's speaking when, basically. So, so uh, I'm Finn Lull. Uh, Alexander is my real name. Uh, I'm an artist and programmer for Four Color Studio. Uh, yeah, and I'm Blinch, uh, Alexander too. And, um, <laughs> you know, in small team, we also roll pretty cross it. Uh, and I'm musician, uh, sound effects, uh, and uh, game designer. Excellent. And was, uh, was being named Alex a prerequisite for joining the team, or is that just a happy coincidence? Is it all Alex's? Just Alex's all the way down? (laughs) Actually, actually, you can also be Dmitri, but no other names. Those those are the two choices. We got got two Alexanders and two Dmitris. Yeah. Oh, okay. (laughs) Gold. So Blinch Blinch and Finlal will be nice. Yeah, no, 100%. We might, uh, we'll jump straight into talking about Loop Hero in general. Uh, one of the things, because we previewed it on a podcast last week, uh, one of the things that we had a bit of a, a, um, a argument about is... Here we go. Uh, I, Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, think, I think that there is a, there's a great deal of idle slash incremental game inspiration at the core of Loop Hero. Uh, Luke does not think that at all. Luke doesn't think that... It, it's you know any in any way an incremental game which one of us is correct is there any incremental slash idle game in the dna of loop hero not really <laughs> oh <Damn! laughs> actually well maybe a little I mean, bit maybe a little bit it's i mean n- no it is it is 
<laughs> I, I mean, I mean, okay, okay. When I, when we first started developing it, I was comparing it to Progress Quest and Godville, like, like very yeah zero player, okay. zero player games. Because you yeah, don't, you don't really control the heroes. Like you can in the demo uh, that we first released about a year ago, it was an option to just like put some buildings and then go for the coffee while hero is just going for loops. Yeah. Hmm. And Progress Quest is like the original idol game, you know? Like, back when oh, yeah. people weren't cookie-clicking or anything like that. Uh, yeah, so that's that's pretty interesting. I mean, it's like, it's so many games all in one. It's I, I, I have it written down as an idol, deck-building, roguelike, roguelite, City Builder RPG. Uh, <laughs> Except it's not miss- an idol anymore. We've confirmed that. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. <laughs> Did I miss? Do you, do you think I missed any uh, any descriptive genres in that list? Idol, deck builder, roguelite, um, city builder, visual RPG. novella, maybe. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Um, I mean, that that is an interesting point to go off. A question I want to ask because um, Job, and, Job and I have been doing this podcast for, what, 12 years now? A, a pretty yeah. long time. Um, and we have actually talked about one of your previous games about five years ago called Please Don't Touch Anything. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. And and so when I, when I then played Loop Hero, I was very confused as to how, as a studio, you've gone from Please Don't Touch Anything to loop hero because they're completely different types of games. Um, mm. But then doing some research, I found that loop hero was born out of this like game jam idea last year or in 20, 2019, sorry. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And the theme of that was uh, start with nothing. Can you talk about the process behind coming up with this game? Oh, so yeah, we, we joined to Ludum there likely every year, and we already did a lot of games actually here. About, yeah, about 15. About 10. 15, yeah, 15, 15 already, yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and and every time, you know, create idea is most oh. hardly hardly part of the of the every jam. And uh, idea of game, it's uh, created uh, created by our artist Dmitry Deceiver, and it, actually we talk it about Loop Hero with him before uh, Ludum Der. Yeah, he already got this idea, and mm. when we starting uh, Ludum Der, he we just remember about it and yeah, it's pretty fits this them and let's try it yeah and actually uh, we don't we we, we didn't uh, we we not uh, have enough time to make it for ludum there and yeah it, it was so like, technically not it's not yeah technically it's not playable <laughs> ludum, it, it ludum wasn't there, playable sure. in the end of the, those three days <laughs> the funny thing was uh that when uh deceiver our lead artist and uh like the, yeah the, so the guy, the main guy behind the game, when he pitched uh, the game um, to Blinch, he said, "Okay, okay, here's the idea. I don't want us to make it." 
I, I don't <laughs> want it. Yeah, and after half year, say, oh yeah, we, we must do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I mean, the, the the funny thing that I found when I was looking into this was that in 2019, the um, the theme of the actual game gen was start with nothing. And I was super confused because last year's theme was stuck in a loop. And I were you guys <laughs> just like, did you screw up when you put the put it out there at like a year too early, or like what is? How did you get that foresight? Like what, what was going Memories on? Memories are constructed. Maybe you are stuck in a loop. <laughs> Have you considered that? Oh, you guys are stuck in a loop. <laughs> I guess we all stuck in loop in some way, you know. <laughs> what what oh, happened yeah. there? Did you influence that theme at all? Like, or was that just a weird coincidence? Maybe we skipped uh, that ex exactly that uh, gem. I, I don't remember that, you know, stuck in loop. I, I'm not sure we're doing a game for this gem, actually. Yeah, like we, we, um, we're not, uh, we're not we always know. paying attention to them there. Sometimes we skip them. Sometimes, like, <laughs> yeah. uh, we, uh, after we started Loop Hero, we just don't. Just don't, 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 don't you're locked in you're, yeah you're focused yeah, yeah. i mean maybe yeah. they they took the idea from you guys because you you got signed to a, a big publisher and they were like all right well let's take their idea and we'll use that as our theme for this for this year <laughs> that's, that's pretty cool i guess i guess yeah <laughs> um one of the great things in loop hero that i've noticed is uh is the the way that tiles interact with one another mm -hmm. everything mm -hmm. interacts with one another mm -hmm. uh in some very unexpected ways is there are there any like hard rules it, it, i think it can be difficult to focus on experimenting with the different tile interactions um when you've got something in the work, like when you've worked out that, uh, you know, you can chain a bunch of rivers all around your map and then put forests everywhere so that your rogue attacks 400,000 times a second. Uh, it's difficult to try anything else. You're like, well, I know that works. I know what I'm doing now. Uh, this, this is how I'm going to win. Uh, is there any rules that, like... I could like that a player could look at to aim for like I, I guess there's like the rule of ten right it seems like ten tiles down tends to spawn an enemy or there's the rule of nine with the rocks or just side by side is there anything in particular you guys can think of that would push a player in the right mm. direction or is it a bit more nebulous? It's really complex thing because. Uh, you know, make your own strategy about how you build your own uh, part and build all these uh, tiles. It's a uh, core of this, this game. <laughs> and, yeah. Um, yeah, and I guess it's every player make his own rules about it because um, games go is pretty complex with every mm -hmm. new chapter um, because uh, every chapter... Um, added new uh, ability for enemy you mm. you unlock new things in your camp like uh, uh, like perks uh, like uh, uh, camp items it's it's very changed the game and it's changed uh, how you build uh, tiles on the road yeah so, even, uh, also, yeah so, so like so every every player create your 
own rules about it. So it's re really complex thing about. It, it's not. Uh, um, it's it's not for all. It's uh, it's not same for all. Yeah. yeah right. So basically, the rules for uh, tiles uh, transformation is like what makes sense in the game world. Uh, we went from that, and what kind of punishes the player for doing too good. <laughs> so like, right, if, you, yeah. if you're placing too many forests, then an enemy spawns. Uh, and for example, if you have a village and near it a vampire mansion, it makes sense that vampire would attack people because like he's hungry. So hmm. um, uh, yeah, we have this uh, one. So of you've the first, got that. Uh, the ransacked the village. Yeah, yeah. So it it was uh, I think the first uh, transformed tiles which we added. Yeah. Which um, was pretty fun to do because I added in it on a plane. <laughs> like it, it wasn't it, it was a ten hour flight. So. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I guess you know, a ransacked village is the perfect thing to edit on a plane because you know <laughs> it's supposed to look a bit dilapidated and a bit uh, off. <laughs> you don't want to do your most pristine stuff on the plane, right? <laughs> um, so, the, like, the I guess the pattern then uh, for a new player would be to think about uh, the the logic. That there, there, there is a logic to these transformations. There is a sort of a sense uh, in the string between from one thing to another. Is that would um, you say that's about right? Uh, well, well, I mean, I mean. Probably no one will look at vampire and village and like, oh yeah, it's obvious. It's obvious. I place it here. It goes into ransacked village. <laughs> obvious in retrospect, to... though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's like no, but but it kind of makes sense in the game world, and uh, it could be a good gameplay uh, gameplay thing. It could be used strategically. I use it a lot when I play. Uh, Me too. Yeah, so it's uh, part of game exploration. Yeah. Uh, firstly, you find out it somehow uh, by accident, but then you try to understand how it works, and then you try to strategy thinking about where you need it on the road. How it can benefit you? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Is is the plan to have basically all of the tiles have some sort of combination, or or being able to interact with other tiles in some way, or? Um... Um, yeah, so some uh, many tiles have uh, you know this direct combination like uh, vampire and village, it's river and road, river and uh, bloody uh, bloody the, tiles. Yeah, but the, the, uh, the battlefield. Yeah, yep. yeah, battlefield, and they change like directly. It's uh, or visual, visually. Yeah, yeah, mechanically. Yeah, not it's not all tiles in the game have this dramatically uh, deformation, but other tiles is combined, you know, it's in more um, uh, like strategy way, like uh, mm. you, you know, you need to combine a river and something, it will not uh, change how it's uh, this desert, but it still will pretty good working, like forest yeah, like, or rocks. Like river by itself is pretty useless, but with forests you get a lot of attack speed. 
Yeah, you, yeah. you will not get, you know, wet forest or something, but like this desert. Uh, yeah. yeah. But 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 still, it's combined pretty good. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it, it is. Like I've I've not. I, I, we obviously play a lot of games, and I don't think I've seen anything like it. Where, as as developers, you're basically giving. Uh, for the most part during that that loop aspect of the game you're just giving them a road and and then the player is themselves creating the world around them and the obstacles that they're coming up against um and then by using all of these these cards and tiles um putting them in certain combinations sort of gives you buffs and uh you know extra uh attack speed and things like you know decreases the health of enemies like it's such a fascinating mechanic that i've not really seen before where you pretty much like the i guess the title of the game jam like start with nothing because you you do start with nothing and then all of a sudden the world is just extremely populated after a, a you know just a couple of minutes of playing like it's such a such a cool idea that i've i've i haven't seen that before i don't think job has maybe maybe not no no i can't think of i just i just think the the counterplay the balancing act of uh giving players uh, enough rope to hang themselves uh, and then putting it in their hands and, and asking and, and telling them, you know, their failure is their own fault. I think it's it's unbelievably bold. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, it works out really well in, in Loop Hero, in yeah, my opinion. It's I mean. all about balance. Uh, how many yeah. how many enemy you, you get, how many uh, buffs you get, how many tiles you get. But if you if you build too many, too many enemies, you will just uh, fall. But yeah, you, also, you, you also, can you can get it too early, yeah. So it's all about balance on the road. Also yeah. depends uh, on the, on the enemy because like the red wolf is uh, very very good uh, in uh, the, the first and like I think second uh, chapters because yeah like it, it gives good items, but then uh, later he gets one skill which just destroys you. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I when I was doing my chapter four run, I was uh, <laughs> seriously reconsidering taking forests because he was ruining me. But uh, at the sa- same time, sorry, not forests. Um, the the ones you put Grove. on the road, um, groves. Grove. Um, but at the chapter same time, four, four, four. <laughs> oh, it's, it's rough. Most, most fun place. <laughs> uh, and and how say uh, Luke? Yeah, it's pretty unique game because. Uh, sometimes we have problem, you know, especially when we um, talk it with publisher in very beginning. We just have no, you know, uh, direct parallel parallel with other games. Like it's, you yeah. know, it's about road. You have hero, he walks. <laughs> you build tiles, and you, you know, you, you can say it's like Diablo or something. It's <laughs> yeah, but. Yeah. So, so actually, actually, Job was right because, like, when we made a pitch doc for the developer, uh, the zero-player game was in there in one of the first places. In yeah, yeah, it's true. Yes, as <laughs> <laughs> gold. Um, but it's not really I, idle game because you need to, you know, to you need to play be active. All the time. <laughs> it yeah. is. I mean, I mean when you Pretty when you active. build, up... it's hard to hard to play without pause. It's, it's not. I described it as game. the oh, most when active you, when idle you, game you've ever played. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. No, when you when you build like uh, a lot of map, uh, you can just 
go by go for for coffee for lunch. I don't, I don't know. But not he, not too long because he will die on, on next loop. <laughs> when when I do my uh, my chapter three farms, it's an idle game because I'll just have it on a different screen and mm. I'll just walk. I I, I just do work. Uh, and it just it just loops and loops and loops and loops and I'll look back every four loops or so I don't know upgrade actually that reminds me um how does how how does is there a logic to how the gear score works is there a logic to what makes something a level twelve piece of gear versus a level ten piece of gear because it's not always a um, a direct upgrade uh, or a direct positive upgrade anyway uh, is there like some Something in like in behind the scenes that's deciding what makes it a twelve or uh, or something like that, or is it? Well, uh, no, no, not really. It's like item uh, gets its level first. Yeah. Uh, so like when, when uh, an item drops, it looks at, at the monster which it came from, uh, and each monster has um, this um, like uh, parameter which. Uh, is a level bonus, uh, so it takes uh, current uh, loop, yep. and it adds uh, uh, the level bonus uh, increased by something. So, like in level one hundred, if level bonus is five, you don't get a level one hundred and five item. You get like one hundred twenty level item. I don't know. Yeah. Um, then it uh, based on the level, it gets its parameters. Uh, it's like a number of tokens, I guess, and each token gets like a little, a little bonus uh, for some uh, for some uh, parameter. So, like when you get a first level item, it's always zero point six rege- regeneration, four percent vampirism, and so on. It's because uh, they only got one point. Uh, yeah, for for those parameters, so like each point gives zero point six regeneration uh, and four percent vampirism. And if you have a level ten item with two parameters like ring, uh, with vampirism and region, and five goes to each, so it's like twenty percent vampirism and uh, six by five. Uh, so sorry, three point oh regeneration. X. Yeah, I'm a programmer. <laughs> I'm... <laughs> I know count, <laughs> um, <laughs> but but yeah, but uh, but also uh, each parameter is then uh, randomly uh, increased or decreased by a little. So yep. if you're very very unlucky, your level twelve items, all parameters are decreased, and it's worse than level ten. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um, no, that makes a lot of. That's actually, uh, and it goes back to your uh, Diablo comparison as well, because that uh, it's, it's very reminiscent of how gear wound up playing out in Diablo as well. Um, yeah, it was just uh, one of those one of those things where you notice, like uh, you you're waiting there, or mostly as the um, as the first character, the warrior character, you're oh, yeah. waiting for that that crucial bit of gear that's going to save your ass, and you're like, <laughs> if I don't get a if I don't get another sword, I am not going to make it through this next loop. And uh, you get the next sword, and it's three levels above, and it does worse damage, and it does none of the stats that you're building. You're like, I guess I'll die now. Uh, <laughs> um, no, it's it's like, but that's I guess that's the power. That's the that's the 
core of the game is that uh, element of RNG is mm. what keeps you playing and keeps you coming back for each new loop to see what you're going to get next time and, and how things are going to play out on the next run and, or the and risk stuff of like that. Like, do yeah, you actually exactly. do the loop or do you just bail <laughs> and leave? Yeah. yeah. There are a lot of random elements, but um, in... Uh, with uh, your every loops, you get more, you know, uh, education about game, and you can mm. make it uh, less, uh, uh, you know, make uh, random less effect uh, at your at your pl- playthrough because you can, uh, you know, nerf nerf it with uh, some strategy building, and you you can not only uh, build tile in some way, you can. Try to make some build in your with your items for your hero. It's very important to, yeah. So, but yeah, uh, but for random like, still effective a lot. <laughs> I think yeah. it goes for all, all uh, roguelikes or roguelites. Uh, it it uh, some of them look very random, but uh, I think good players just win every every time. Yeah, and with skill, good you, deck builders as well. You, you you can see some ways how you can how you can win this. It, even even this bad random yeah yeah it's 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 at the heart of yeah a lot of the games in the ever expanding list of genres the loop hero fits into uh is is rng maybe, maybe we'll maybe we'll add dating sim in the dlc we don't know you should 100 <laughs> percent sound good uh, uh <laughs> Yeah, she you know she might be a bit above us, but uh, there's one lady in particular I think we should uh, at least be able to have a relationship with. Uh, <laughs> um, one other question I have before we go: um, that I keep seeing this word Ermac everywhere. Is this like the uh, the new Lorem Ipsum, or am I oh. missing something? Uh, in in is there a translation thing that I'm missing? Yeah, no, no, no. It's it's uh, it's for uh, it's uh, like a weird um, reference to Mortal Kombat because ah, originally yeah. originally Yermak the the character from there was uh, like it, it was a speculation that if you, you need pick stuff uh, here. you need stuff here <laughs> yeah it's a yeah <laughs> oh it's a cool story. <laughs> No, yeah, no. The Mortal Kombat thing is is a classic. Um, I just wanted to make sure I wasn't missing something in particular. I did. I didn't know that thing before. Uh, like we added uh, Yermak as a placeholder for the game. But yeah, basically, it's just uh, te- te- text not found. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I was. Uh, there's, there's a couple of descriptions in there where I'm like, okay, I'm going to finally work out how I fucking do this, and then it's. <laughs> Gonna like, <laughs> all right, <laughs> I'll work it out myself. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, because it's just not translated yet, uh, it will be in the release, obviously. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Um, uh, one, one, one more thing I, I was wondering is, is there one thing, one tile combo that you can uh point me at? Uh, that you reckon I, I definitely haven't done, or one tile that you reckon is the key to an amazing run that uh, people just won't expect? Spiders. Spiders? You all, yeah, you always need spiders. Oh, they... I, I agree. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're very useful, actually. 
they like, gives you a lot of new cards and you can go to build it, uh, whatever you want and not, not to uh, not too late you know and they, they they can be used as like they spawn every day so mm. you can place them near uh, tiles where you expect uh, like very hard enemies so you yep. can get benefits from the tiles without the hard enemies themselves like i always build ransacked village and then place spiders immediately so there are no ghouls it's just spiders oh that's really good yeah, that's you... smart yeah <laughs> it's a very complex thing <laughs> i i use them at the you know uh obviously no but uh <laughs> uh at the at the end of uh a chapter when the boss is spawning um the it fills out the the lich's palace i yeah, use yeah. spiders to fill out those spaces because yeah. i find them extremely easy to, to fight at the start of a run and at the end of a run so i don't feel like i'm screwing my entire run by filling them out with that and the lich doesn't yeah. get a shit ton of extra health which is always pretty helpful um <laughs> but yeah i hadn't thought about using them to deny other tiles that's really good hmm. yeah yeah. yeah, there's just there's so much in this game, which is <laughs> like it's that's what makes it so surprising. I think uh, is that uh, it looks simple, and then you fall down the loops, and it just keeps getting deeper and deeper, which I think is fantastic. Yeah. Um, so Loop Hero is actually has a release date of of 2021. I guess there's no actual solid date but how are you guys how far along are you guys in development do you have any like big features that you're working on still or are you kind of towards the end of uh, getting things polished and that sort of stuff well you can't say we polish we polish game right now and um, make the you know interface and user experiences better as we can um we we already did a lot of things uh, which not include in your previous uh, version mm -hmm. and really yes, proud awesome. about I'll, it. I'll tab it. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, that, that is <laughs> No, no, that, that, that is fixed. That is fixed now. <laughs> Maybe today, <laughs> actually. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> are, are, there, are there plans but... for a VR version? Because you've got, you've, you've done a VR before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, Loop Hero 3D and VR, it's sound good. Yep. Makes sense. Um, yeah, but but we're not we're not adding uh, some um, big, big feature already. I, I don't think the VR is ready yet because you can, like we are we are waiting for special controller which allows you to uh, mix cards with your own hands. Ah. Yeah, oh yeah, narrow interface, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but one day, uh, one day technology will catch up to Loop Hero. Yeah, we, we wait. We already <laughs> get, you know, system seller, but yeah. We need to <laughs> so for release, we just polish what we already have, and um, it's. Uh, but we're planning to add some, you know, new feature after release. Mm -hmm. um, cool. I can, yeah. you know, I, I can't say for sure what exactly, <laughs> but I have a lot of plans. <laughs> I already uh, told about dating sims, so you, you can stop hiding. <laughs> yeah, you see, you see we, we, we always have plans, right? Right now, it's another one. 
So yeah, after release, it's definitely will be some um, new features. But right now, we polish game as we can as possible. Yeah, yeah like uh, it's already done. Basically, you can finish it. You can kill the last boss. The balance is, uh, I think, almost uh, final. No, uh, no. But, but by the way, balance is uh, think what we work on uh, right now. Mm. And yeah. You, yeah, you can you can uh, beat the game in your previous version already. I but in the realized version, it will be much beauty. <laughs> so, so yeah, like, right. Like nice. we, we had little little details, like very little, but that make the game cooler. For example, like you have this outpost thing, uh, outpost mechanic, which is not really good explained, but uh, it exists. If you hold down the retreat button. Uh, the little cogs appear, and then you uh, automatically escape in the end of, uh, hmm. of of the loop. Yep. So yeah, you, you can't miss the the, the tile of the of your camp. But or, uh, or the oh, oh okay okay yeah yeah so like before uh, two little cogs appeared, and you couldn't undo undo it, uh, and uh, the hero pairing sound was playing. When you when you turn it on, um, and we absolutely redid it. We did special animation. The little cogs uh, are specifically made for that button. Special sound, uh, special shader, which uh, makes a little bling in the end of the animation, which I spent like a whole day on <laughs> debugging <laughs> because uh, it wasn't drawing properly. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, yeah, it oh, we're probably we're really going for that little we, button, but yeah, we're really going we, deeper with this little things. And uh, for example, awesome. uh, now you now you can uh, without pausing game, you can take the card and build the tile without you know pa pausing uh, always. Oh. Uh, yeah, so it's and li like this, we have a lot a lot of new upgrades and uh, little details. Is that how we what we work right now? Awesome. Fantastic. Um, I think that's about our time, but uh, I'm so grateful that you guys uh, joined us. We're bridged all across the world at this point. Uh, we're reaching a bunch of different time zones. Um, it's really so, hard to wake up so early for us. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm very apologetic. Um, yeah, uh, thank you so much for joining us, though. And uh, yeah, we like I can't wait to play the, the final release. I'm going to blitz it i'm gonna beeline straight for the river i mean like i was saying i've, I've finished chapter four I, is that the that, that is it i mean i know they say you can continue to play afterwards should i continue yeah, to play outside of my own interest or am i missing something um you can fill up the wiki of the game <laughs> you you can check all dialogue with boss uh, especially last one he had yeah he'd have multiple dialogues. Yeah, it's all about lore of the game, if you're interested. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. But after Realize, it's also will be, you know, achievements. <laughs> you can right. After, after <laughs> yeah, yeah, but uh, basically uh, when you see the game titles, yeah, you, you completed the game, congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I can't wait to play it at final release as well. I mean, yeah, it's, uh, it's fantastic. We can wait uh, it to actually. <laughs> we really want to realize as soon as possible. 
really exciting uh, to, to, to see how people will play it. We actually planned it uh, when we started development. We planned to release it in January, but in January 2020. Oh. All right, really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of. The old uh, cyberpunk delay, eh? <laughs> <laughs> kind of. Uh, kind of. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, maybe Luke Hero won't be as optimized. Uh, I'm, I'm not promising. <laughs> <laughs> and you can play it without RTX as well. <laughs> I've only got a 3080. Hopefully my, my computer will be able to run the, the final game. Until the ray tracing <laughs> update gets put that's in it, yeah that's that's the real <laughs> yeah, worry <laughs> yeah um yeah guys we really appreciate your time um we're looking forward to the full release uh, uh we're yeah. also looking forward to see what you guys do next so maybe yeah uh, maybe the next game jam uh that we get to see from you guys will get turned into another fully fledged uh published game so uh, fingers crossed <laughs> we're, we're looking we're well, looking forward to seeing what you guys do in the future yeah basically it's every 14th game of the jam so every 14th okay yeah. So see you in five years. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, and at December release, it will probably not playable, but okay. We're back. Are we back? What a what a spicy interview that was. How was... crazy did you get it in there? Oh, I yeah. can't believe oh, that yeah. yelling match started. You kept pushing that idle game thing, and that was it. You set him off. Uh I can't believe we got away. With uh, with the cyberpunk thing. Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> video games. Yeah, a lot this week again. Uh, a bunch. Um, yeah, although some of them, I've got less to say than than others. Yeah, I think so. Than one specific one. I think so. Um, what do we got? Should we just go straight down the list? Do it. Well, let's do it. Subnautica below zero. Um, I'm still playing a bunch of that. I think I'm at the point now where I'll, I'll wait for the uh, full release. I, I've pretty much gotten to the point, I think, where it's it's starting to ramp up towards the um, the final story elements, yeah. um, and that's not actually in the game yet. So yeah, uh, that that last big update will push me there. Um, I I I I appreciate like a lot of the quality of life stuff that that game does. Like I said yeah. last week with being able to pin crafting and there's some really cool um, new new crafting stuff that you can do in the game. Very base centric, a lot of stuff you can add in your base. Um, but I, I think that the actual world itself is not as well done as Subnautica. Um, in terms of like the first 600 meters or feet or whatever the numerical value is that that game uses to determine your depth. Um, Cause I feel like the, like sort of the 600 mark and, and the, the way it lays out its map was, is very good. Yeah. I, I think I said this last week, like it feels like environments um, have this look about them and you kind of know where you are at all times. Yeah. Um, and it's got this uh, maze like structure to the map where you can sort of, go down further and further um, in different areas of that map and eventually it sort of funnels you to a, a end game, I guess, where you sort of need to finish. Uh, this Subnautica Below Zero map is, I think, a little bit different. It, it feels a bit more flat um, and uh, 
And so when it does that, there, I don't know, it just doesn't feel like as, um, the like there's biomes uh, aren't as distinctive. Well, yeah, they're not as distinctive, but also maybe a bit less interesting. And right. it, it could be because the game is maybe smaller. It feels a, like at the same time of it being feeling feeling like it's a lot bigger. It seems like it it's smaller. Like right. it's not. The depth is not there like Subnautica where you could be like, wow, I'm just going so deep now. And it does that by changing the gameplay a little bit. It, I don't know if this is a spoiler, but I'm going to say it anyway. It jettisons the um, the submarine aspect of Subnautica, which I I think is the weakest part of Subnautica. Um, yeah, which is, is basically like this big submarine thing um, yeah. that you get and you... I, I felt like that gameplay was a bit too slow for me uh, and you maneuvering this giant submarine thing through these caverns. And, and at the end of the day, you weren't really in it anyway. You kind of put it in a spot and then you would go down further and you'd come back to it. And it would be your like oxygen supply. It was a mobile base. Yeah. Um, what they've replaced it with now is I think a little bit better. Um, but at the same time, you're not, as far as I have seen, you are not doing those extensive deep dive explore explorations into like weird underground, like volcanic areas and that sort of stuff. Um, so that's why I mean, like it feels not as big, but it's still big, like because yeah. you're just exploring further out. Um, but the depth of it is not as is it's not really there. Um, is so- there is there like an element? Right, like first of all, it's not Subnautica two, right? It's no, a it's more like a one standalone expansion. Yeah, yeah. So I guess there's that element to take into account, but also is there like an element of like was there was depth in Subnautica derived, or the depth that you're thinking of was that derived from your lack of familiarity and so mm. because you are far more familiar does that sort of impact it and is there like is there really anything they could have done to get around that do you think that's the thing right is that and this is something i'm worried about with these survival games that are exploring sequels stuff like sons of the forest right whereas we've seen them do what they do really well and then can you one-up that uh and we might actually talk about this when we get to um resident the resident evil demo later on but like it's the sort of stuff where you've seen it before and you're like in order for them to to do something original and new they've really got to go out of the way to do that and i I don't think that's what subnautica below zero is it's it's like you said it's an expansion it's a 1.5 and so what i think they needed to do was the co-op experience they needed to give you another way to experience this game as opposed to just giving you more of the same uh and and i'm not i feel like i'm maybe cornering in this weird spot where I'm like, it's the same game. Like, it's not the same game. It does, like I said, it's doing a lot more new quality of life stuff, uh, a lot more. I think the building stuff is really interesting. But at the end of the day, you're kind of building it for yourself. Uh, yeah. and, and a lot of the stuff you can build is not, it, it doesn't really affect anything. Like, it's it's just there to be done um, and to make cool bases and that sort of thing. So 
Yeah, I mean, if you're the type of person that really enjoyed that game, I think you'll still get a kick out of Below Zero, but don't go in expecting it to be like completely groundbreakingly different from the first one because it's pretty similar. Yeah, right. Um, if you hadn't played Subnautica, you, would you say play Subnautica Below oh, Zero? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Over the other one? Over I think so. One? Yeah. I think so. That's the thing that's kind of hard to say is because the, like you're talking about those environments um, mm. and things like that. And I feel like to me, the the bit where Subnautica started to drag on was those bits in the Cyclops and it kind of just felt a bit too tedious for me. For me, it was that part just before you got the Cy- Cyclops when you had to like hunt around for like one or two fucking fragments of a material yeah. so you could finally build whatever tiny thing you needed so that you could build this, so you could build this, so you could build this. And that yeah. was that was the problem that Subnautica had, in my opinion. Once I got into Subnautica, it was like a completely different game. So it, like, it changed the whole thing. It was almost like Descent at that point for me, mm. right? Like a very, it very much re- reminded me of playing Descent back in... in uh my youth right um because you know if if you ignore the fact that you're in water it is descent it's a space game it's a space (laughs) game you're just going through fucking caves with like fucking six degrees of freedom maybe not quite six degrees of freedom the cyclops was could have stuck on the horizontal plane uh, but yeah. you could go up and down and stuff, and it just felt like, like, like you were saying, you, you know, you were going through those those caves and stuff like that, uh, like those volcanic areas, and you'd have those fucking um, teleporting jellyfish cunts and hmm. uh, all that kind of stuff. It just, yeah, it took on a completely different form to me, and so I found the Cyclops changed, like, Subnautica in a really good way. And I was actually going to fucking quit Subnautica. Uh, I was like, if this fucking Cyclops isn't fucking awesome, I'm going to fucking quit this game. I actually did quit Subnautica after I got the Cyclops for a little bit because I fucking drove into the fucking deep, dark depths. (laughs) And then something got me. And I'm like, well, I can't do this anymore. Uh, (laughs) My heart can't take it. I'm going to die. But I did eventually go back. Uh, and yeah, it was, um, yeah, phenomenal. So I'm very interested to see what they replaced the Cyclops with because I have been deliberately avoiding as much as possible hmm. uh, of Below Zero so that I can go in pretty, uh, I don't know, fresh. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm intrigued. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I really like, yeah, it seems like a tough one, right? Like it's, like you said, it's 1.5. I think if Subnautica 2 isn't Subnautica 2 player, they will have mightily Screwed fucked up. up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, that should be the number just, one priority. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, there's, uh, there's, uh, I, and I think it adds just so much more to the game when you're playing with somebody else, especially on the base building elements where oh, absolutely. It, it feels like you're not just building it for fun. Like it's a bit more of a, a purpose like i've got this giant tank in my base that holds my food which uh in the game is generally fish 
and I don't really need that giant tank in my base to hold all that fish because there's just too much fish, right? Yeah, right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, I guess there's other things you can use it for. You can put like eggs in there and start yeah. breeding those types of fish, but I just don't think it adds. Uh, for me as a player, I just don't think it adds much for my experience. Um, like, so. it's just not a survival game until you realize, you get to that <laughs> point where you realize that hell is other people at that point where you realize yeah. that the <laughs> you real all the fish. to your survival is yeah is luke drinking all your fucking drink right from out underneath you or dumping a fucking half a human leg into the fucking boiling water that you just spent fucking two minutes dying of dehydration trying to fucking mm. boil up so you could drink it and then poisoning yourself because you got no fucking choice at that point or gerald building 18 fucking water purifiers uh, sorry, Praetorian building eighteen fucking water purifiers and uh, and drowning you inside of a base uh, that was supposed to have oxygen, and you have absolutely no idea what's what's coming for you. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, like like there are ga- like there are situations where playing on your own in a survival game is fantastic. Um, and I think it can work really well. And I think Subnautica 1 did a fantastic job of it. But, yeah, that, as long as it's done well, um, as long as it's not just, oh, yeah, two of you can fucking join or whatever. Like, I think Mm. the Nitrox mod did a good job with Subnautica in that, you know, everyone shared research and all that kind of stuff. Uh, But they didn't didn't share uh, equipped gear and stuff. So it was... had to build everything. Yeah, you had to build everything and and stuff like that. Um, Yeah, I think that did a good job. It's... I don't think it takes that much. Obviously, I'm not discounting the amount of... The unbelievable amount of work required to implement networking into a game that doesn't have it built uh, in. Not trying to discount that effort at all but i am yeah i'm just saying that uh it doesn't have to be um that much more difficult than the base level of unbelievable difficulty that is coding networking into a game in the first place um but yeah like fucking i mean even no man's sky right uh that Mm. game barely managed to hold my interest but i still have a lot of fun when i'm fun about with other people in it no, it's it's a classic. Uh, games are better in cop. Every game is better in cop. And sure. yeah, I would love to see Subnautica two players, or you know, preferably eight players. But... Two plus. <laughs> yeah. Well, is that what they call it next? Subnautica eight players. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. All right, that's Subnautica Below Zero. It's in early access now. You can grab it on uh, on PC. Uh, next up, we've got Battlefront 2, which we're still uh, playing little bits and pieces of that. Um, 19 million copies, I think it sold during the free giveaway on the Epic Game Store. I don't know if you could say they sold copies, but um, they gave away 19 million copies, yep. which is a lot. A staggering amount. Um you're still playing Battlefront 2 every once in a while? Um, we we played some games the other night. We're playing the other day, yeah. Um, I think it might be done. We were struggling to get a 
was struggling to get games by the end of it. Like, uh, just we weren't queuing in, um, but right. still having a lot of fun. Like it was just you know timing out. I think the it was there was a groundswell of uh, entertainment for a while, and then it's just sort of bled out. It's I think it was always going to happen because uh, you know there isn't anything keeping people coming back to Battlefront. And once you've sure. seen all the maps and you keep playing, you know, that one map you fucking hate and it comes up again, you're like, ah, oh, I've got to do this fucking thing again. Uh, or, you know, once you see through uh, the fact that it's not terribly well balanced, um, there are a number of things in that game that if it had had a more uh, robust community when it was still being developed, I believe uh, would have been altered like the rocket trooper, right? I think the rocket trooper is a fantastic example of how uh, battlefront to pivoted to what people were playing it for, right? Because people weren't playing battlefront two uh, for multiplayer for supremacy or whatever. They were playing it for co-op. And I think rocket troopers are, like balanced in hmm. uh in cold right because they're a one hit kill but nothing's that difficult to fuck kill so they're mostly a hero killer in co-op uh or at least a hero damager uh and that's what they they're primarily used for in multiplayer and supremacy they are cheese fucking cheese shit uh and depending on which side you are and like if you're first order as a rocket mm. trooper uh you're basically impossible to kill you've got a fucking jetpack that you can like burst got like, two jetpacks <laughs> yeah like but like you can fucking like control you don't have to like jump it doesn't like fling you you like fucking mm. floating shit so you got that so you got fucking oodles of fucking aerial maneuverability and you've got a fucking one hit kill weapon uh mm. plus you've got a really good fucking gun compared to the uh the other the other side what the fuck they called the i don't know the shido rebel alliance um like it's it's goofy how how disparate those two elements are or like I mean, even on other maps, like de the Death Trooper, one side has a Death Trooper, who they have the, probably the best gun in the game, uh, mm. and the other side has to make do with a fucking Ewok. And you're like, <laughs> yeah, who fucking, who made that? Like, how did they get there? How did they arrive at that conclusion? I would love to be in the yeah. meeting where they're like, well, you know, uh, we're on the Death Star. Ewoks on the Ewoks. Death Star. Yeah. yeah. Fucking Let's do them. that. And they're going to cost more money, <laughs> more credits yeah. than the other ones. And you're yeah. like, uh, I don't know. Um, they're a one-hit kill, but they take three seconds to charge up their shot, and uh, they're useless. Um, so, yeah. I don't know. Think about that one. I don't know. That's, that's my pitch. And they're like, do it. 
Um, I can't even under, I can't even work out how Ewoks would be useful in co-op. I, I haven't worked that one out. But um, yeah, like it's just it's one of those games where it's not balanced for the game mode that everyone wanted to play. It's balanced mm. for co-op, which is the game that everyone did play back when they were working on it. And so I understand how it has arrived at the place that it's at. It's just it was pretty much inevitable that people were going to get wild about it for a short amount of time and then let it go uh and then burn out on it pretty quickly because yeah it's sort of constructed that way um i could probably like if we were still playing finding games uh quickly i would probably keep playing it to be honest because i really enjoy it it's it might be the best looking fucking the best looking multiplayer game i have it is fucking gorgeous man that game looks spectacular and it runs at 200 fucking frames a second which is idiotic uh like it runs at 200 frames a second i know this because i uh i turn off fucking g-sync sometimes to see if it's like if there's any chance that's gonna fucking fall because i'm just fucking marveling i see the fucking numbers ticking over i'm like fuck yeah this is it this is what gets me hard baby this is why you get a fucking 3080 baby um but yeah, you turn G-Sync on, there's literally no chance it's going to dip below one full foot, like, which is fantastic. Mm. It's amazing. Uh, and it looks as good as it does. And yeah, it it works. It's fantastic, but it was never going to last uh, for the general population. I think that's a bit of a shame, but at the same time, understandable. Um, we had some fantastic games. I had a lot of fun, but I can understand why it's burned out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I haven't really jumped in without you guys, so I don't know. I don't know what it's been like. It must have been hard for you to like we were getting dumped on fucking SEA servers, I assume SEA servers. Uh mm. and like it was uh it was running like shit for a while there, eh? Uh like you just it's I think it's bad in a game where you pick your gun based on like if if you look up in the top right corner and you don't get a ping, there's no, no ping. No. It's just a fucking. It's just a bar. Bars bar like bars like you're on a mobile phone or some shit, uh, which is also dumb. I hate. Uh, but yeah, you look at it and you're like, oh, I've only got three bars. Well, I'm going to go this high rate of fire weapon as opposed to the weapon that I prefer because I can't trust that I'm going to fucking hit my shots and. When I do hit my shots, I'm. It's more likely that I'm going to get a fucking. I'm going to get super bullets, and like super bullets overwhelm any. You know, I don't think dice. I'm ninety nine point nine nine percent sure dice didn't invent the concept, but dice has done the uh, the heroic save. Uh, elements in their games for quite some time now where if you don't take uh if you take like 101 damage then you won't die you'll you'll be dropped to one health but you won't be dead and it'll be your oh my god i nearly died moment right oh that tank has shot at me and i fucking ducked and it just missed and i was on one health and i turned and shot it with the rocket and Oh my god, it was a battlefield moment. That sort of thing, right? Uh, I don't think that they invented it. I don't think that is core to the battlefield moment concept. But uh, I do know that they do it. 
and uh, Super Bullets overwhelm that shit every single time because Super Bullets never do just over 100 damage. They always do way fucking more. So, uh, yeah. It's bad in a game if you look at the fucking ping bar and you're like, well, high rate of fire so I can get those Super Bullets and I don't have to worry about hitting my shots all that much. And let's go. And it works. If that If that is a valid strategy... Mm. Uh, something is going very wrong, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, right. So, yeah. Uh, if they make a fucking Battlefront 3, I'm fucking front and center, man. I will be front and center. But uh, I sincerely hope they're doing Battlefield 6 this year. <laughs> I They have to be doing. I would love doing Battlefront bad company. 3. I would love it, but I want Battlefront Six. Uh, sorry, Battlefield Six so much more than fucking anything else. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, let's move on then uh, to another space game, Hard Space Shipbreaker, which I talked about six months ago. And um, oh yeah, uh, this is basically a you play as a uh, somebody who owes a a truckload bucket load trillions trillion dollar load of money to corporation and you're tasked with pulling apart ships and salvaging their parts and components um and you have it set in space in this uh like this facility where there are processes and uh and like a big barge net on the bottom of the screen and a furnace and you have to take apart parts of this ship and put them in the correct location and as you do that you uh, receive money and you get uh, unlocks and you're able to upgrade your uh, tools that you've got and able to, that allow you to deconstruct this uh, enormous ship a lot quicker and, 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 and faster and that sort of thing. Uh, so six months ago when I started playing it, uh, it was in early access, still is in early access, and uh, I quite enjoyed it. It was kind of like my podcast game. I'd, I'd fire it up. I listen to uh, podcasts because um, don't really need audio in that game as as much as what you need uh, generally in games. And so I'd kind of just relax and sit there and pull apart this ship. Um, a couple of things I talked about back then was having the ability to um, sort of just play it at your own leisure. Because back when I was playing it, there was a time limit in the game where you you were given a certain amount of time to be able to dismantle the ship. Um, it, it's, it's set in like shifts. And so you'd, you'd have to sort of come at it and really try and do it as quickly as possible. Because uh, once that time limit was hit, you'd run out of time and then that was basically it. You'd have to move on to the next thing. And so since then, they've now put in a like a free, free-to-play mode where it's just there's zero time. You can sort of play it at your own leisure. And on top of that, they removed the oxygen component as well uh, as an option. Um, right. So that you don't have to go back to your main base and refill up on oxygen all the time or find oxygen oxygen containers inside of these ships to replenish and things like that. So they've sort of, uh, they split it up into two sort of like a, I don't know, like maybe like a hardcore mode or a survival mode and just a, like a more of a casual experience. So that's in there now. Um, apart from like those sort of things and the the one thing that I've seen that they've added, which is new in terms of the tools you can use, are demo charges. Um, but for the most part, it's all pretty similar. It's it's using your um, your guns to sort of dismantle certain like structural weak points on these ships. 
uh, getting rid of those and then laser cutting out like sides of walls and pulling those and then throwing them into the, the furnace uh, and slowly dismantling this uh, these ships. Uh, and it seems like for the most part, on a gameplay perspective, like there's not a whole lot new that I can see other than the demo charges. Um, there's, it feels like there's a couple of extra bits and pieces inside of these ships, but it feels pretty samey for the for the most part. Other than they they've put in some new ships, and <clears throat> uh, I don't I don't know if that's enough at this stage. Maybe they're holding back on some gameplay elements. It just feels like the design standpoint of this game has sort of come to a, a standstill yeah uh, like not really much has been changed and that could just be because they've done everything that they were planning to do i don't know um it just kind of feels a bit limited in scope at this stage of like uh what was in there when i first played it six months ago and then kind of what they've added in there like in these regular updates like hey this is big new um class of ship that we've added and and these different types of vessels like they they seem to be dropping in these new ships but that's sort of it that's kind of like to me that feels like them adding new maps to a game um yeah and then doing bug fixes and changing uh some like ui and hud elements uh, making customizable controls i think is now in there was which wasn't before and and sort of that sort of thing so from like I, every couple of months I like to jump in some of these early access games and sort of see like the ones that I've enjoyed, like where they're at now. And when I look back six months ago into where this game is now, I just don't see from a gameplay perspective, a whole lot has really changed. It's more of like they're adding more of the same stuff still into the game. Um, and I don't know for me if that's enough <laughs> like to, to keep it, going right because it's it's just kind of it feels like at that start of that game the things that you've got on you is the the laser cutting tool and uh you know and that seems to be about it like it's got a couple of different modes on there and then the, the other bit they've added in are these demo charges which i haven't uh you, you have to unlock them in the skill tree that you get you get given but like there's the tethers that are in the game as well, but there's just not like, it's not like they're giving you more tools to sort of dismantle the ship with. Uh, it's just more maps or ships they're giving you to sort of explore. And um, so the idea of the game is basically, at least in the the normal mode where you're given like 15 minutes to try and dismantle the ship. Like the first time you do it, you're pulling this thing apart and then you uh, you find like the the way to sort of approach the ship without it sort of exploding. You've got to you've got to go into the ship and turn systems off. You've got to depressurize it so it doesn't explode. Uh, you've got to make sure that you uh, find the fuel tanks and then uh, make sure they're shut down before removing parts of the engine and thrusters and things like that. And so once you start learning those mechanics and how you should uh, dismantle the ship quickly, that's when you start getting quicker and quicker and quicker at doing like jumping into each one and you're learning more and more about it. But um, it, it just doesn't feel like you're necessarily getting more tools. Like you're getting upgrades to these tools, but they don't really see seem substantial. And so I think that's what this game is sort of missing at this stage. Um, hopefully they get there because I, I enjoy uh, parts of that game. It's, it's such a weird 
interesting, like soothing, uh, like chilled game. <laughs> so uh, I just th I just feel like it's it's sort of grind to a bit of a halt at this stage. So kind of disappointing to me because I was looking forward to jumping back in and seeing how how that uh, game has uh, how far it's come because I keep seeing these updates coming like every every month or so like big new update and and i'm like cool yeah that sounds awesome but then eventually i jump in i'm like oh it's just new ships so it's stuff that is stuff that's in there but i you know it's later on down the game where you're unlocking these bigger and bigger ships and that's really all that they're doing at this point so it kind of sucks anyway um yeah hard space ship breaker i don't know when it's coming out but they're still working on it quite a bit um it's definitely one to keep an eye out for but hopefully they can do some more stuff with the game uh gameplay and game design for it because i think it's sort of slowed down quite a bit there you go like yeah i mean you got me to get into it i failed pretty fucking early on it uh, i just i just never saw anything beyond the grind to be honest yeah but uh it does like i can't even imagine what i would have needed for them to do to like to get me into it i just i it just didn't catch me at all mm. um yeah co-op Co genius <laughs> yeah <laughs> um all right Cool. That's uh, Hard Space Shipbreaker. It's out on, on Steam and Early Access. Um, next up, we've got Donut County. I don't know if we've talked about this before. Maybe you have. No. Um, no, we talked haven't. about okay. how I was excited for it to come to the Game Pass last week, and that's about it. Yeah, so it's out on Game Pass. Now you can pick it up um, on Xbox or PC, which is where I played it. And um, it's this small little indie game basically the premise is you are a hole in the ground uh, and you eat things in the environment and as you're eating things and and chucking things in your hole you get bigger and bigger and bigger um and that's pretty much it <laughs> like that's the game that's it's you sort of there's a there is a story that that plays out uh with these like little uh cute little cute animals. story yeah yeah and um and it's talking about like they're stuck in the the hole in donut county and um you know but below the ground and they're all sort of talking about how they ended up in the hole and so uh you as the hole it sort of does these like flashback sequences and and you're this tiny hole and as you start eating like rocks and flowers and then larger and larger items you sort of end up engulfing everything that is in that environment and that's um there's a there's i mean it's a puzzle game but it's not anything that's overly challenging it's pretty basic in its concept like you just you start small and you eat the small things and as it gets bigger and bigger you eat start eating the bigger things um sometimes it'll get you to like eat certain things and that allows you to interact with other stuff within the environment in interesting ways um like eating popcorn and then oh sorry eating corn and then eating fire creates popcorn and that causes you to be able to fire popcorn at like birds and the birds can then eat it and they'll get they'll fly to the ground and then you eat the birds like that sort of stuff it's not 
But that's about as deep it kind of goes. It does that a couple of times, and otherwise it's pretty pretty similar, like from start to finish. It's yeah. not a long game. It's probably about an hour, an hour and a half, two hours long at the most. Um, it's got a leveling experience thing like in the game. I don't know what that's for. I, I, think I don't it's, know. I think it's literally just the narrative. It's just for the narrative, right? Yeah, I mean, but it's there in the like the main menu. It's just sitting there. Yeah, I, th- um, I think it's just a, a goof. Yeah. Um, and there's like a encyclopedia sort of thing where you can see all the things that you've eaten. Um, but I mean, it, it's a cool little cool little game. Um, like I said, an hour and a half, two hours. If you you know want something to quickly get through that it's a little bit differently you can check it out uh game pass there you go and uh, oh there's another game pass game that we'll talk about yes later on perfect it's <laughs> shill o'clock people it's shill o'clock yeah no i played it too uh i yeah it's it's a fun little free game that uh yeah you get through and it's got a amusing cute characters and simple puzzles and that's about it right yeah. yeah all right cool let's move on then to the resident evil eight is that what we're up to eight i think it's eight eight uh demo yep. <laughs> called maiden this is a surprise drop um i was actually watching this uh showcase I mean, resident evil showcase because they were showing a bunch of different resident evil uh franchise stuff that is going on and as they were showing this first look um uh gameplay thing i was like i bet you they drop a demo because they uh, they it just felt like the the thing to do be like bam it's out um and they they did except they ended up delaying the demo like it was like it's coming out today but it's not out right now it'll be out later on today uh, they didn't do the PT thing where it was like, it's out now, yeah. um, which would have been cool. Anyway, um, yeah. I played it. Did you end up playing it at all? Or did did yeah. you check it out? Yeah. Um, oh, I, I don't did. know how Sorry. you feel about it. I thought it was pretty underwhelming oh, yeah, <laughs> for the most God. part. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, yeah. I don't like the trend. I don't like the trend of uh, where they're going with with these this game. In that, uh, Really? Yeah, like, well, I don't mind the first-person stuff. I just don't like the idea of Resident Evil turning into a essentially a modern pixel hunt because that's what mm. it is. That's what this demo is anyway. It's a fucking pixel hunt. This demo is fucking, is not good. Uh, yeah, you like literally just got to fucking walk into shit until you see a prompt that allows you to fucking pick something up. And if you can't progress any further then the trick is to go walk into all everything again until you realize where that fucking prompt was. That's the fucking mm. trick. And that's not good. I think it's a problem. Like, I don't have a problem. I think there is probably a decent argument. Uh, I think, you know, PT, you know, makes that argument uh, yeah. that you can use the slow-paced, you know, walking simulator, in air quotes, uh, concept uh, as a fantastic vessel for horror, but I do not think that you can use pixel hunt uh, gameplay as your primary gameplay method because if that is what happens, uh, you ruin the pacing, right? It's a problem with pacing, and that's exactly what 
this demo has is is that uh yeah you wind up getting into the flow and walking around but once the tension of oh I'm, i've come out into this uh this foyer area in this spooky mansion right it's like a fucking haunted house right if you're on a haunted house right right the the idea of a haunted house right and i guess on some levels that's what pt uh delivers on is that idea of a haunted house right because it's essentially on rails uh you you have to do certain things you have to go in certain directions and you get hit by jump scares that have a internal logic to them uh and obviously the the theming and atmosphere build tension to earn maybe not all the jump scares but a lot of the jump scares uh which makes them feel not like uh you know the problem that that a lot of things have is that a jump scare doesn't feel earned right i don't have a problem mm. with a jump scare in and of itself uh but when it doesn't feel earned i don't like it um it's just it's just a cheese cheesy way to fucking startle someone everyone gets startled by shit uh that's not that's not fear right but when it's earned that's fear that's the culmination that's the capitalization on on that foreboding building sense of fear uh so pt or a haunted house on rails atmosphere tension jump scares and this demo, right, would be like if you got three quarters of the way through the fucking haunted house and then you're like, oh, uh, I have uh, missed something. Take the, take the fucking cart back. Take the cart back uh, a quarter of the way through this fucking <laughs> house. I got to fucking look again. Oh, hmm. okay. I didn't look in this cup enough to find this ring and then you get the ring and then you go back up the stairs and then you open the door and then you gotta go back downstairs and you're like okay you get down the stairs and that's when they actually hit you with the jump scares in this fucking demo but because of the way they did it because it's a pixel hunt where you literally have to fucking like there's no rhyme or reason to what you can inspect uh Sorry, there's not always, and that's the real problem, right? There is a bit of rhyme and reason. You can always, for some reason, inspect the third drawer uh, on the right of third on the right of any cabinet, not yeah. the other ones. Always the third. You can open doors, uh, like some. cupboard doors, some cupboard doors. Uh, you can't close them for some reason, even though you can close other things. Uh, and then, um, but like that, the fact that there is consistency. Uh, the fact that you do see the the prompt from further away for some things and closer for others means that it's you are like you are liable to fucking miss some stuff, and that's a huge problem. Uh, because yeah, I missed the, I missed the fucking cup, and so when I come, I went down, got the cup again, got the ring, took the thing out of the ring, uh, which was an unnecessary step in my opinion, but whatever. I uh, went back upstairs, slotted it into the door, got the key from that room. I mm. think I don't think there was anything else either, right? This, it's a no. room that literally just holds one key. And then you go down the stairs and there's that vampire chick. And 
that's their scare. That's what they've been building to you. But I I went down the stairs. And I'm like, yeah, cool. That's it. They never fucking did anything to like to to really earn it, right? Like it was spooky. I was the the tension was derived from the fact that I was playing a Resident Evil game and I knew that a scare had to come. Not from any actual theming. Maybe, oh, there's some gross shit. Oh, there's maggots in a toilet or a body dropped from the roof or some shit. Certainly sure. scary. I'm not trying to play it off like I'm fucking Captain Hardass who doesn't wouldn't be fucking spooked if I woke up in a dungeon uh, and there were dead bodies everywhere. I would certainly be fucking freaked out. But the like that was there wasn't actual any actual scariness scary shit like it was just sort of stuff happened uh Hmm. you were in a place it was a spooky place so yeah i went downstairs and this vampire attacks and i'm like well okay cool fair enough i know what i need to do i need to run to the kitchen because they're afraid of the windows being open or something i've read that right which I thought was quite good. That was smart. I think I did the right thing, or she just wasn't destined to attack me again. And then you open the door and the giant lady comes out. That was pretty good. I like that. Uh, that one got me because, like, they'd actually done something. Like, there should have been someone fucking chasing you the entire fucking time or something. And they should have the prompts from fucking ages away. Uh, and yeah, it shouldn't be a fucking pixel line. Like there's, I've just got so mm. many problems with how they executed this demo. Uh, well, I think that's the problem is that it, it shouldn't have been a demo. It should have been a tech demo. Uh, like yeah. that's kind of what it feels like to me. Like they're showing off this new, um, this new lighting system and, and all that stuff is done really well. Like the detail in the world, um, as you're sort of walking around and like that stuff looks really cool. But in terms of it being a much of a game, like it, I don't think there's a whole lot there. It seems like something they could have banged out in two weeks um, to make sure it was all like working properly, right? Yeah. Um, th- that like that actual room. I don't know if it is there, but it feels like it's probably something that's taken out of the main game, and then just sort of like they closed a bunch of doors, and then we're like, there we go, done, easy. And I could be completely wrong, but yeah. it just doesn't seem like there's a whole lot there. You- you're pretty much going from point A to point B, picking things up along the way. And then you get to the end. You compare that with what they did with the Resident Evil 7 demo and how that was a lot more engaging. Mm. And they um, just the ideas surrounding that with like finding the tapes around the house and then putting them in the the uh, the VCR player and then watching these weird documentary uh, or these weird videos on the TV and then like cool jump scares and that sort of thing. And then yeah. like that felt like a something like a more complete experience as opposed to this is just a like you said a pixel hunt thing like you pick things up and you go to the next room mm. uh, and eventually that's the end of the demo it's not long it's like 15 minutes uh, like to get through the whole thing maybe 20 if you don't find the the eyepiece um i think yeah that was maybe their mistake they should have said it was a tech demo or something as opposed to being like this is a demo of the game and its mechanics because that's bad that's not like a good I don't showcase. Of, yeah, <laughs> yeah, because I liked Resident Evil Seven, um, and what that did, uh, except for the ending was not. I didn't think it was anywhere near as good as the rest of that game. But I'm, I'm like, I'm looking forward to Village and seeing them explore those themes a bit more. But um, I'm hoping that the demo doesn't encapsulate what that main game is because it ain't going to be as uh, as exciting. I don't think. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. I guess we'll see, right? I guess we will. All right. Um, um, yeah. Yeah. So that's on the PlayStation uh, store, I guess, at the moment. Store, Maiden. Yeah. Yep. You can pick it up and play it. I, I think it might be coming to some of the other platforms at some stage, but PlayStation seems to have the exclusive on that for the moment. Um, all right. Next up, we've got Unrailed. The, the Medium. Let's talk about The Medium. Okay. It's another spooky game. Sure. Another spooky game that I fucking hate. Um, I did not like this game. Holy crap. Uh, first, like, I played it for about an hour and 15 minutes. Uh, but I had to play through the first 15 minutes twice. Mm. Uh, because it didn't save when I, uh, yeah, when I first played through it all, it didn't save and I had to go do some stuff and I actually don't understand why my Xbox, uh, didn't quick resume because it should have, but, uh, yeah, I had to go do some stuff when I came back, it fully reloaded the game. And so I had to start all over again. Um, and the auto saves are few and far between, which is annoying. Um, that's not why I didn't like the game. It didn't certainly didn't get me on side. Uh, but I do not think this is a game for me at all. Uh, it's got fixed camera perspectives. Uh, and that sort of tank turning horseshit uh, mm. that you might remember from fucking Alone in the Dark or the old Resident, Resident Evil games. Yeah. Uh, where you sort of, yeah, very slowly like turn and walk everywhere it's supposed to be cinematic and i fucking loathe it i do not find it engaging at all the only game i can directly remember thinking that it added to the experience was uh project zero or fatal frame um because they did a lot of stuff for the, the ghosts would be coming out of the camera uh which was spooky as shit um yeah and of course because you had a camera you could alter your perspective and, and use that to to work stuff out a bit better anyway this doesn't do that um yeah it's also very rigid in how it has you do things i couldn't just wait when i had to play the first 15 minutes again i had to go through and do all of the things again uh there's a bunch of stuff that you have to do throughout the fucking if you like process a photograph uh feed a cat um look at some fo other photos uh yeah read a report all this kind of shit uh and i couldn't seem to just skip ahead to the one thing that i needed to do which was to grab the fucking tie clip that I needed and then go downstairs. I had to do all that other stuff. And that annoys the fuck out of me. Um, Cause it like, well, at that point, like, just don't, don't tell me that's my, me, like my objective, right? Mm. Just tell me my objective is, is to feed the fucking cat and I'll go and do that. Okay. Just tell me what my fucking objectives are. If you're going to tell me what my objectives are, do not tell me it's one thing and then have me have to do another thing for it to unlock or whatever the, f whatever fuck was going on there. It's very annoying. Uh, and then I just, I didn't really like the voice acting and 
yeah uh i'm I'm not a fan i mean and oh and it runs like garbage it's yeah 30 frames but it's struggling and this is on a series x uh i've seen reports that it's worse on console oh on mm. pc it would be worse on my my beast pc that at this point blitzes both uh my my consoles um yeah it would be worse and i think that's that's staggering it shouldn't be like that um apparently yeah, i saw an article um today from uh dso gaming i guess and they talked about it running on a 3080 yeah. uh 1080p on yeah. high with ray tracing off off and yeah was struggling to hit 60 hit 60 yeah uh so it's not optimized on I, 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 I just, maybe yeah anything oh it's it's because they're rendering two entire games at once right that's mm. what's happening uh and uh yeah they like you see other games that did it like titanfall or um or dishonored yeah they did it for really short periods like one level or in dishonored's case like one basically um like it wasn't permanent and it's clearly ultra taxing and uh yeah they've tried to make a game like a full game out of this one concept uh but it just doesn't yeah it's just you can't do that without it costing something and i guess mm. what they cost them was a stable fucking frame rate uh and what it cost those other games was generally a lot of detail they like you if you go back to those those levels the rest of the game is ultra detailed and those levels are less detailed but you don't notice because this this gimmick mechanic uh and you're like blown away by that shit that's not the case in in the medium they're still going for that same level of detail uh and as a result yeah it just runs like garbage and it Mm. feels bad to play i just don't understand why fixed camera angles like there's nothing less cinematic to me than walking down a set of stairs and then my character then the camera angle changing my character walking to the wall for three seconds until i change (laughs) or like when i attempt to anticipate the change it can't keep up with it and like it's just yeah okay well finally i'm playing a video game that looks like a tv show where everyone is a bit slow like yeah anyway uh, i'm going to continue to try to play it but i don't think i will get too far i'm just not having a good time i've seen it's getting wildly mixed reviews some people are calling it the fucking game of the year and other people are basically on the same page that i am and yeah. uh so i'm very interested to see yeah uh yeah pc gamer gave it a 92 tristan over at ign i think gave it an eight right like um i like i've seen sevens uh, and yeah i've seen sixes and uh yeah i think it's hovering it around a 77 on open critic at the moment or it was last time i looked so yeah like uh i'm gonna try but i 
don't know that I'll get that much further into it. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway. I mean, yeah, I mean, so this is out tomorrow. Um, it's on Game Pass. <laughs> it's on Game Pass, so I'll, I'll definitely check it out because that <laughs> Microsoft money that they've been giving us. Yep. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we'll see what it's like because I, I feel like, uh, it, like it seems like an adventure game, right? Um, or like a horror adventure game yeah, a bit more, so yeah. maybe I'll, I'll dig it. Well, I guess, I don't know, we'll see. We'll see what it's like. Um, but... I'm I'm interested. This is sort of like Microsoft's first. Is it is their first exclusive? Is it? I suppose. Yeah. Must yeah. be. Yeah. Yeah. A bit underwhelming, <laughs> I guess, because uh, like these guys have done um, some good games that I've played in the past, like Observer. I really like that game. Lays of Fear got a lot of love back in the day. Lays of Fear 2, I think less, less so. Uh, played the Blair Witch game on Game Pass as well, and that was pretty cool. Uh, so it's kind of disappointing to see that the, the medium has not really lived up to that. It seems like maybe the medium is a little bit more in a different direction to those other games that we just mentioned. Um, like Observer, Blair Witch... It's it it fits more in that uh, <clears throat> Resident Evil sort of yeah seven and eight genre, whereas Medium seems a bit more adventury, just because of the I guess the perspective that the game is causing and that sort of thing. Anyway, yeah, that's a bit disappointing. So I guess we'll talk about that more next week once we've had a bit more time with it. But yep, that'll be out now by the people by the time people hear this on yep. uh, Xbox and Game Pass. There you go. Um, what else we got? Unrailed. Unrailed. Uh, this was, I think it had a, like a free weekend. Okay. Uh, I've owned it for fucking ages, but, uh, yeah, it had a, a free weekend. So a bunch of us jumped in to play it. Um, it was a lot of fun. Um, I think Drew managed to, Dr. E3 money managed to rope everyone into, to check it out. Um, but yeah, we were just... I think it was uh, it was me, uh, Doctor E three Praetorian and the Grey Squirrel, uh, all playing this game, and it's basically a like it's a train making game. You've got to make this this railway uh, mm. for this train, and the trick is that the train is always fucking moving. Like at the start of the level, you got three seconds, and then the train starts moving, and if it reaches okay. the end of the fucking tracks, it's game over. Uh, and so you've got to make more tracks and it gets fucking hairy pretty quickly. The The way they make tracks is by chopping down wood and mining, um, we're calling it stone, but for, like, it's got to be metal, right? I don't know how you turn fucking stone and wood into a, I don't know how to turn stone and wood into fucking drinks, baby. <laughs> anyway, uh, that's a, that's a brain of beer. Luke, I'm sure you don't know. You've got fucking, what do you got over there? Fucking Sierra Nevada or some shit. Um, I don't know. I don't go outside the house. I don't know what's happening anymore. Yeah, it's fair. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, I don't know how you turn stone into a fucking train track, but it's got to be metal. Uh, so mm. you get this, so you mine the metal, you chop down the wood, you put the wood and the metal into this rail constructor uh, that is on your train. It's like this mm. fucking... Yeah, uh, this weird sort of circular logic that the train will always move forward, but it makes the tracks for itself. 
and it's just sort of it exists to make tracks i guess anyway and uh you take the tracks off the train put them in the front and that's it and so it's yeah it's got this like it reminds me a lot of uh overcooked not really looks like crossy road to me uh, it's it's got that crossy road aesthetic but it's yeah, yeah it plays more like overcooked where it, it starts out pretty calm and everything's going well and then uh there's a hitch in the program and everything falls apart and this it's the devolved into fucking yelling. No. Um, well, I know Squirrel was there as well, so uh, it was hard uh, to, de- to determine who was the biggest liability. But, uh, yeah. Um, no. Praetorian actually uh, did some, some good work. <laughs> yeah, uh, he left and made uh, uh, 16... Uh, garbage disposal units uh, for no reason, <laughs> and then he left. It's like peace, I'm out. My work here is done. Um, uh, no, we had a, like it was just a lot of fun in that in that same way that Overcooked is a lot of fun, where like it comes right down to the wire, and uh, yeah, it, like you're frantically doing whatever the fuck you can to keep things going. And then you get a little bit of breathing room again, and you can use that to try mm. to set up some stuff. But depending on how close it came last time, you might be still attempting to recover from what you had to do to stay in the game last time. And uh, yeah, it just winds up being this uh, this frantic bunch of yelling and uh, like terrified. Uh, track building and yeti killing and all this kind of stuff i don't like we made it up to this uh this snow area before we stopped playing and i think that might be that was about where i didn't care to keep playing all that much because it's got like i was laying tracks i was on the track laying and uh dr e3 and praetorian were doing uh metal and wood uh or maybe the reverse uh, but and uh, Gray Squirrel was uh, a liability, and like that was about the extent of how we were doing things. I'd grab the track, put it down. They'd try to stack wood and, and metal in a place where I could set it up uh, into the into the builder and all that kind of stuff. Um, but the problem was when it got snowy, A, it slowed you down, which I didn't have a problem with. I thought it was a clever mechanic. Uh, it slowed you down while you walked through the snow until it disappeared. But B, uh, the indicator for where a rail was going to be built mm. uh, was white, and the snow was white. And so you wound up in this situation where you literally couldn't see where the fuck you were putting stuff. And... Uh, it was a, it was just an artificial layer of difficulty that I didn't appreciate at all uh, because it felt like there were a number of times when I, I was I should have put a track down, but it decided I wasn't f- oriented in the correct direction or uh, I wasn't close enough to the right tile or something. And so I wouldn't put it down. And that put us in more peril than we should have been and it Mm. was just i just i it just felt like a bad element in the game 
um, that shouldn't have existed, right? Like, there's no reason that it should have existed the way it did, but the game's been out for a while, and it seems yeah. like that's something that they want. Like, that's it's working as intended. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, Winter was added at the end of last year, and yeah, it, it's not like they've changed anything since, so yeah. Anyway, um, I like it, but yeah, I don't, I, I just think the snow areas were not executed well at all. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Um, it, it's, I, I've been thinking about, um, Deep Rock Galactic lately. Oh, yeah. And like, cause I never got a chance to check that out once it went 1.0 and I've been like, oh, should I jump back into that and check it out? Um, maybe we should check that one out i don't know it just reminded me of like when you were talking about co-op and and finding resources and minerals and that sort of thing um yeah because i don't think you can play deep rock as a single player experience right you gotta play it as multiplayer i don't know i don't know looked into it. anyway maybe that's something we should check out when we get a chance all right that's unrailed it's out now it's been out since i think september last year um i don't think that free demo is out anymore it's about 10 10 to 15 dollars depending on where uh, about you live so there yeah. you go fifa 12 sorry fifa 21 fifa 21 fifa 12 <laughs> fifa yeah. 21 um yeah uh i remembered that i'd gotten it you know i got into oh i'm gonna play fifa now it's coming mm. out on a fucking next gen i'm gonna check it out anyway um so I downloaded it, right. and uh, man, I mean, first of all, it downloaded the PS4 version, and then to get the PS5 version to download, you have to upgrade the P- PS4 version, hmm. which basically involves downloading an extra like twenty gig or some shit. But it's the most confusing way to go about this shit. It's not a different version. It's just the PS4 version, and then you got to go into the store, and then you upgrade the version. It's like HD texture pack. Download a different thing, and it was unbelievably confusing. They, they could not have made it worse. Like I, I can't imagine a worse way to implement that system. But they, mm. that like if they were trying to really fuck it up they did a spectacular job with this one um better still while i didn't realize this uh i loaded into the ps4 version and i was playing the like the they let you play one game while the game's still downloading and uh, i'm playing it's uh paris saint germain germain paris saint germain i don't know anyway uh psg versus uh liverpool and uh one of my players was invisible Mm. i just straight up invisible uh and so that increased difficulty significantly i could sub him off um but yeah otherwise uh he was invisible and it was very difficult to use him as a defender when he is invisible uh and so that wasn't you know, that wasn't um, blowing my mind or anything. I wasn't like, oh, yeah, cool. This this good first impression. And then 
it fully downloaded and then I upgraded it. And the one thing that I really appreciate about having played the PS4 version for a little bit while I try to work out how the fuck to play the PlayStation 5 version, the one thing I really appreciate is uh, you notice the fucking difference. Holy shit, the PS5 version looks so much better. Like, hmm. distractingly better. And everything seems to, like, I don't I, I'm, it plays better. It plays better enough. Like, it, everything's more responsive and, like, the, it seems like the eyes, my hair eyes a bit better and all this kind of stuff that has me, like, fucking sitting here, like, wondering, thinking, like, is this some, like, oh, it's the PS4, like, they deliberately, oh, it's the PS4 version installed on the PS5. Make it play like shit so that when they play the PS5 version, it plays, like, fucking amazing stuff and they're blown away. It's that much better that I'm, like, down a conspiracy theory rabbit hole, an innocent conspiracy theory, like uh, Loch Ness, or is is there deliberate uh, downgrading on the PS4 version on PS5 and FIFA, not uh, one of those terrible conspiracy theories that seem to be necessary if you want to get into politics. Uh, and it's like, I'm 90% convinced it's the truth. It just plays so much better on like the PS5 version is so much better than the PS4 version. It's, you think they're like capping the frame rate yeah. in the other version and like dumbing down the AI or some shit. I don't know, man. Because I was sitting there playing the PS4 version, being like, "Wow, this is some fucking dumb AI," and one of my players is invisible. And then I'm playing the fucking PS5 version. Everything's fucking working. And it looks gorgeous, and yeah, it was just fucking slick, man. Um, so yeah, I'm definitely going to play more of that uh, because yeah, it just it seems fucking good. Um, but if you have a PS5, so the three of you out there managed to secure one, um, yeah, it's a it's a an effort to download mm. this shit. It's there's some work involved, but it's worth it. Uh, it appears to be worth it, if you like FIFA games anyway. Cool. Yeah. Yep. Um. All right, that's FIFA 21. Next up, we have Idol Slayer, the mobile idol, idol game. It's uh, got a big update last week while we were, I think we were talking on the podcast. It, it was... It was just coming out that day or the next day. Anyway, within like it, the next twenty four hours. It took like I I was I I'm on the Discord. I'm on the Discord for this game. And mm. uh it's it was like thirty hours for it to pass Google's Cert. uh certification, mm. which is like the longest it's ever been. So it should have been out, but it just took a bit of time to do it. Anyway, uh yeah, so this big new updates. Uh, are you still playing it after the update? We talked yeah. about this a bit. I uh, I am too. Although I, I'm I'm fucking burning out, man. Uh, so the update introduced this thing called uh, Ultra Ascension. Yep. And uh, so you could Ultra Ascend, and you'd get a bunch of uh, Ascension Ultra stones points, uh, and you could put the slayer point these ultra slayer points into the stones of time 
and uh, they would provide you with a bunch of different upgrades in a variety of ways. And I do not like this idea at all. I mm. hate it. Uh, because the problem with Idol Slayer is that, like, what makes Idol Slayer suck are the walls that you can't overcome with the tools provided to you. Like, it's insane to me that, like, the the real problem with Idol Slayer isn't, oh, yeah, well, I can't breach the duo decelian uh wall which was true but uh mm. that was the last thing stopping me from buying the only thing left to buy so i didn't have a big problem with it uh it's that i had to like to get to that point i had to kill fifty-five thousand fucking bees at some point and ultra ascension means i had to kill fifty-five thousand fucking bees again right like why would you like it? It just feels like a fucking stalling tactic. It feels like they're just like, oh yeah, um, yeah. Well, uh, do it all again, but uh, you'll get there faster. I, I'm not quite back to where I was, but I'm close. The only reason I'm not back to where I was is because I got dicked about by some portals and didn't get into like you needed to kill fucking fifteen hundred trees to get yeah. uh like advanced quests i think and i couldn't get advanced quests until i could get to the fucking place where i could get trees uh and i just didn't get it just didn't show up for ages right and so that was a hard fucking hard hard wall i couldn't overcome so wait, 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 sorry we uh had a buzz i'm waiting on some stuff i'm waiting on my fucking liquid cooling for my cpu right and uh I bought a Galaxy S21. Oh, nice. Uh, Are they out yet? Well, they were supposed to ship yesterday. Ah. And it was free express shipping. So I figured today would be the day, but evidently not. Yeah, we're thinking about <laughs> it. Still not sure yet. Yeah. Well, I'll let you know how it goes. Yeah. Um, anyway, so, uh, well, I'll have to somehow transfer Idle Slayer to the new phone wherever it shows up how do you uh, do that because i was looking the other day I, they don't have an account like i thought maybe they had a cloud system and then i could have set it up on my pc because they've got it on steam and did some sort of syncing thing but yeah um as far as i'm aware there's no like account system so i don't know how it saves that stuff uh i don't know i don't know uh i'm gonna find out i guess maybe that will be your idol slayer phone <laughs> yeah yeah i'll keep it keep it around just for idol slaying anyway um yeah the the real problem is that i have to do all these quests again and it drives me fucking bonkers because yeah you're hard gated on quests literally by the locations that you can go to and i know that at some point you get the was it like five million fucking uh sp you can uh choose where your portal goes but like that's ages away that is fucking ages away. Like I'm nearly back to where I was, and I hadn't Are reached you? that. I one. am nowhere near where I, I've got like half a million ascension points or something. Oh really? Um, have you been to the hot desert? 
Yeah, I just left like today because I was like, "There's nothing else for me to do here." I that that place is pretty good for uh, for Slayer Point games. Um, yeah, All right. maybe I didn't unlock something I was supposed to unlock. Yeah, it sounds like you might not have. I'm kind of just um, clicking on stuff. <laughs> At yeah, this point. <laughs> I'm literally hunting for stuff that'll give me uh, Slayer Point <laughs> bonuses uh, and buying that specifically before I buy anything else. Um, yeah, but I yeah. just I just don't think the ascension stones, like what you get out of doing the actual reset, is anywhere near what it should be. Like yeah, exactly. I think I'm at, uh, I think I got six when we were talking last week. Yeah, or when we were talking, uh, just on like out. You and I were just chatting. Um, I think you got five. And and basically, there's two things that you can put them in. One of them is Stones of Activity, which is when you're actually playing the game. And the other one is Stone of Idol, which is stats that you get while the game is idling. Um, yeah. And so I put three in each. And so when I'm active, I get 74% extra coins from enemies, 47% in-game souls bonus, and 75% souls with a bow. That's it's yeah. just not to me that ain't that's not a lot. No. No, it's not nearly enough. Yeah. Um yeah. So yeah, just it and like like I said, it wouldn't be as big a problem except for the fact that you have to do these quests again. I actually I wasn't sure, but I went and bought the bag. Uh, you know, the items bag? Yeah, uh, I don't think I've unlocked that. Well, I went and bought it. Uh, you don't, don't worry about doing it. Uh, there's no need. Um, it's for the crafting, but, right? Yeah, for the crafting. But I went and, and bought it um, to make sure. Because in my head, I'm like, I'm going to buy this thing, and if I have to fucking unlock all this sh- shit again, I'm deleting the yeah. game. That, that, was, that was my bridge too far if i had to go farm all those items again i was done but Hmm. you did not like killing titans and all that random stuff yeah exactly yeah i've unlocked everything in it except well i've got enough resources to craft everything i just didn't Hmm. have the money to craft one of the things right maybe i should check that out uh like the crafting side yeah uh, if you if you haven't done it before, then you certainly certainly should. Hmm. Anyway, yeah, I, I I don't know, man. Like a bit of a lackluster update, I think. Yeah. Just purely because of the the bonuses that you get out of it, I I just don't think it's a lot. Like if I I've Not spent where is my stats? Hundred and eighty. This is one hundred eighty one days. Right. Yeah. Let me have a look. I gotta be up there, 184. And I don't think the reset is worth it. No. Like I probably should have just kept on yep. going. And like I'm not saying that uh I feel like fire like I was pretty close to unlocking everything. I was like four things away, maybe. Yeah. From unlocking most stuff in the game that had it to offer. And so going in and doing a full reset, I just expected it to be like I'm not. It's basically. It's not even 100 percent on all the stuff that I could have done. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah. It's kind of frustrating. We'll see what we get back up to, but I'll keep yeah. checking it out. Maybe they. I don't know. 
fix it somehow. <laughs> Give us some extra coins or something. Uh, yeah. I doubt it. Based on, yeah, having played it for 184 days, I doubt it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I also, uh, Hitman 3 is out now. Uh, we've uh, talked about it a bit the last couple of weeks. I mean, we might start off on the launch of the game. Um, last week we were talking about how they were trying to figure out on PC at least how to sort out the problems with changing to Epic Game Store from Steam because the Epic Game Store had the exclusive uh, storefront deal for the Hitman 3 game. Uh, and that meant that their promise of bringing your past game progress and past game purchases across to this new Hitman 3 game was causing them some problems. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what they ended up doing was giving people Hitman 1 for free uh, if you bought Hitman 3. Uh, and then they were saying that they would just discount Hitman 2 uh, for like 90%. Uh, they then went back on that and said they were figuring out a way to to do it. And don't worry, we'll sort it out. It's coming. And then the game launched, and there was a like a, a website that they put up where you could log in with your account, um, transfer your details across, and then it would put it would update your account in the Epic Game Store and give you uh, the access you needed. At least that was the plan. Uh, the website went down. It was a lot of problems with it, uh, getting all that stuff confirmed and up and running. Um, that, that was kind of just the start of it. Like the the website crashed, but then like the servers that the game were running on were crashing um, and not staying up, which was a problem because it's a single player game. And for whatever reason, you need on, an online connection in that game constantly to be able to save your progress. and. Uh, update your challenges and basically do anything like you, you can if you wanted to go into offline mode but you're not say like your progress isn't being saved which means you're not really earning like you're not earning anything the whole point of that game is you finish a level you get a bunch of unlocks you unlock challenges and you get experience and then you're able to replay that game with more stuff because you're unlocking them and that part of it wasn't working and so there wasn't really much of a point doing any of that stuff um and so i on day one it was like a huge issue it was coming up for me like all the time like i'd be in the middle of a game and it would pop up like on your screen being like disconnected cannot connect to hitman infrastructure blah blah blah, and try and reconnect sometimes it would connect and go back like there was i think three or four times during that day where it was down for 30 to 40 minutes um at one point, it was gone for a couple of hours. And this happened like the first three days pretty consistently. It was pretty busted. I don't know if you had a pretty similar experience, but... I had the one where of- it would it would say it was retrying mm. and then it would let me play and then... But it would have this fucking text box over the fucking screen the entire That's time. Good. So you can work out what the fuck was going on in it, uh, which was fantastic and the only way to fix it was to alt f4 and mm. it would like because you also couldn't save anymore uh and so you had to basically revert to your last save and if that was a while ago you were fucked pretty much yeah 
uh, which was very aggravating. Um, right. Yeah. Like, holy shit, man. So annoying. Uh, what's hilarious is that uh, some people who pirated the game um, gleefully told me that they weren't having that issue. Hmm. Uh it's an anti-piracy measure that literally only punishes people who purchase the game. Yeah. Real fucking smart. Real fucking smart is what that is to me. <laughs> uh, yeah. Because it's the worst. Like, it must be one of the worst implementations of, like, DRM I've seen in so fucking long. Uh, and I cannot understand why they would do it the way that they have. It just doesn't make any sense to me because it doesn't stop pirates, doesn't stop hackers who have hacked their way to the top of the leaderboards. It doesn't stop fucking anything. Like it, it, it only well, stops stopping legitimate players. <laughs> like, holy fuck! What is the point then? Just eliminate. Just remove it. Hmm. Just fucking remove it. It does nothing for you and actively makes me not recommend. I have specifically told people to not buy the game until they've worked this shit out. Uh, And I stand firmly behind it. I loved Hitman 3. I had so much fucking fun with it. Uh, But there's absolutely, there's no reason why they should be rewarded for this behavior. Uh, this is honestly one of the most anti-consumer fucking DRM efforts I've ever encountered in video games. Uh, it reminds me of like literally the first attempts at this always online bullshit. Uh, yeah. And it had these zero justification for it to exist the way it does. Yeah. The other thing is like the, the way they've gone about the uh, cross-save progress on it, like bringing your old progress across to the new one is just such a like blatantly weird thing that they've done so i've got hitman one and two on steam right and in, in for me to get in there and do it i would need to install hitman one and two i'd need to go in i need to sign up for their service that then then i'd need to go back into my hitman uh three website that they launched and then copy that save progress across that. So that means I've got to install two other games to, to to be able to do that. Like, there's no way for me to verify that I've got those games. Like, I didn't really, I don't really care about the progress. I just cared about getting the levels and that sort of thing into Hitman Three. Because at the end of the day, it's the same engine. It's using the same like it's just a, a, a platform at this point. Um, that's what Hitman Two was. Like, it's always been that <laughs> for that way. Yeah. And so, but I can't do that now because. The website was down and I wanted to play Hitman 3. And so I was playing Hitman 3 and for three days that website was fucked. And if I now go back into Hitman 2, I upload my progress and I want to put it into the Hitman 3 game, it will overwrite my Hitman 3 progress. Like there's a disclaimer that says, if you do this, it will. you'll have to start again Hitman Hitman 3. That is nuts. Like that is so poorly implemented. Yeah. like, it also didn't transfer any of my Hitman 1 uh, yeah. across for some reason. I couldn't work out. Uh, it only did my Hitman 2 stuff. It did wipe out my save game. 
uh, on Hitman 3, which was fantastic. Uh, I was really, really appreciated that. And yeah, like it, it didn't even do half of what it was supposed to do. It was just real mm. good. Fuck, man. Yeah, this that stuff. But like that stuff aside, fuck Hitman 3 is so much fun. They've really perfected the art. They've really perfected like the the formula. Uh, mm. They've they've nailed it. They've done such a good job. Um, yeah, it's a uh, it's a like I don't give a fuck about the overarching narrative. I think I find it um actually I find the overarching narrative to be bad. It's yeah. it's so generic. Uh, I th- I think because Hitman Three is like the end of uh the end of a trilogy right they're starting something new i mean it's supposed to be but at the same time like hitman 3 from what i've read ties into like hitman 2 but like not hitman 2 from 2018 like hitman 2 from 2002 (laughs) yeah sort of. because yeah there's two like hitman 2 and hitman 2 are different games (laughs) yeah anyway yeah, I, I don't care about the narrative. I'm there to do the missions. Um, yeah, but I do think that a new Hitman would be an interesting opportunity for them to do yeah. something really good. With do you want to see Hitman with uh, a full set of hair, big Fine. beard, yeah, and a boy? <laughs> Is and that what boy. you want to yeah. see? That's, that's, that's or or should I he just go the shaved head and a beard and a young kid? <laughs> You got to be able to see the barcode, otherwise it's not here, man. So, uh, yeah, right. No hair uh, makes sense. No, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Right. What's 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 the core Hitman gameplay loop? Right. What's what's the part of the narrative that they always seem to ignore? That is the bulk of playing Hitman. That is the failures, the parts of Hitman where you fail to complete the objective as a silent assassin the way you're supposed to, right? What if they were like, weave a story around that? What if they were to weave a story where that stuff was actually happening in a sense and then tell their story around all of that stuff? I reckon be, that's where, that's where I think they need to go. Like, have it, like, it's a fucking, an AI that is simulating these these uh, like missions, and yeah. you've got your your team suggesting ideas, and you use that Things as a wrong. way to do the story stuff. Hitman, Mister Magoo, Hitman, Mister Magoo, just fucking walking out a fucking window onto a fucking plank and stuff. Um, no, have like have your team suggesting the like they notice like the let's talk let's talk through Dubai uh from Hitman 3, right? And they notice there's the the vulture, the assassin. Uh they notice that guy and they're like, Oh, well, uh you could disguise yourself as, as the vulture. Uh he appears to have a a meeting with one of your targets. Mm. Uh and have you do that and have like have that play out incorrectly, but the entire time while you're doing that, you're learning more about the world, and then have that one perfect run right, 
Like Racey was talking about how he's got a 30 second run on Dubai. I've got a 22 second run on Dubai, but uh, it's not a perfect run. Um, it's you can only get four stars with it because you can't. I haven't worked out a way. I think if I can get to the, I'm thinking about changing my button prompt away from G to use the elevator. They're very weird button prompts in that it's game. A, on PC. It's an odd one, yeah. Um, but I reckon that's costing me like a couple of seconds is the G. Uh, and I think if I can just get into the elevator quick enough, technically uh, one of the kills won't be noticed and I should be able to get five stars. And if I can do that, there's literally no way you ever touch my fucking score uh, until you replicate whatever the fuck it is I'm doing. Um Although, <laughs> uh, um, listeners, Luke already can't touch my score on uh, on Dubai. He's just he just doesn't have it. I haven't have tried. He's, he's not even he's not even close to. I'm to gone. I beat your score, and then I left. I went and played something else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How convenient! How convenient! You just, you, you sat there for days trying to beat it. You beat my first run. And you're like, well, this is so easy. <laughs> it, was your, it was your second, at least. It was my, yeah, it was like my fourth or maybe, something. But maybe I was fifth. farting about. I was doing all kinds of goofs. I've, I do my goof runs, right? They don't count. This is what I'm talking about. This is what Hitman's about to me, is these goof runs, right? And they should weave that into the story. Just, like, have some way, have, have a narrative element, right, to talk through why that won't work, right? And it can be based off the star thing. And then have them, and have them be like, um... I'm sorry, 47, but I think you should try it again. And then you can weave that into a better overarching story where you investigate what it is that is controlling this AI and uh, and then and, and go from there. I've actually well and truly rabbit holed on this. I went like fucking well deep on this. I have thought this extremely through. They will never, ever, ever let me make a Hitman TV series because of what I did to Hitman 3 Absolution. But mm. uh, if they were to, it would be the best video game TV series of all time. Easy, easy. Because um, I've worked this shit out down to the fucking, down to the fucking letter. Me and, me and Nate got drunk on Monday and uh, we worked this shit out. It would be fucking phenomenal. Anyway, um, I think they should like they should go with that idea though. Go with the idea of playing into the failures because the failures is what makes Hitman fucking amazing, right? The failures is what makes Hitman so exciting. I like. I just think it's it's such a. Have you finished it yet? Yeah. 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 Like it's it that last level was fun, but it's like good. it's it's probably the it's not closest. It's probably the closest they come to actually playing into the idea, though, right? Like, playing into the idea of the goof, right? It's not long enough to really count as a full level, which makes me question the value proposition of Hitman 3, right? It's really mm -hmm. only four and a half levels. Um, mm -hmm. But, like, it's probably the closest they come to the idea of, like, playing into the goof, because you can just do whatever, and it technically comes out okay, Right? My idea would have you like narratively explore it infinitely more, but uh, yeah, like some of the other levels are 
yeah, dwarf it, make it make it look like shit. Uh, I had fun in it, but it just yeah, like you said, it wasn't Hitman. Um, that level in China is, I was floored by that. Uh, by that level, it was fucking massive, epic. That was fantastic. Yeah, it's big. I love that. Epic. I, I, I think my favorite really is good. the uh, winery. Yeah. Why is that? I thought that level was kind of. Maybe it's just because of the way that I ended up doing the story. Because right. I've only played it once. I've only played all of them at once, except for the first mission. I, I went back and played that a second time. Um, just like the. Because every time you do a mission, there are, there are um, story missions as well, like story threads that you can go yeah. and do. And, and it'll sort of lead you down like a, a narrative path on how to complete this. And the one that I ended up doing, and maybe it was the same one you did, but I ended up uh, being the tour guide and taking them around all the different locations. Did you do that? or No, I found it, and then I just poisoned the chick and walked away. Yeah. But, but like, as you're doing this tour, there's all these things in the environment that you keep taking them to that you could easily get rid of them using these uh the things you're showing them and so i was just like saving it at every point and then i would like try and figure out a way to get them to you know to do the thing i needed to i'd save it i'd kill her or kill yeah i think i had to kill her and then i'd reload and then go to the next thing and see where else like i could go on this tour and so it's like here's the freezer and then like she's standing in the freezer and then you going on to the next part of the tour and then trying to figure out how you get her to stay in the freezer because there's another guy with her, but right. you can't let him see you doing the act. And so trying to be like, all right, well, how do I get him out of the freezer but get her to stay for a little bit longer? Or like, do I, yeah. how do I knock him out without her noticing it? And then I'd, I'd solve that. And then I'd go to the next part of the tour and like, all right, now they're leaving the freezer and they're going to this giant grinder. How do I stop <laughs> him from seeing? Yeah. Her, like get, like and then i try and solve that i just kept doing that and it's like seven or eight different things you're doing along this tour i just thought it was brilliant um so yeah. i just like i just didn't do that on any other levels i never done the like the solved the problem and then reloaded and was like oh what else can i do here yeah. um i just thought that was cool i just, i don't know like I, th I think that all the levels are really well done except for the last level i think is too linear it just feels like a i don't know a different type of game to me uh like it's it's still you could do it stealthy or um go guns blazing but it just didn't seem like it's super small it only takes a couple of minutes it's just it doesn't feel like the same type of levels that you previously going to where there's like all these different ways you can sort of complete it it's kind of just like you can stealth it or you can just shoot everybody and yeah. that's kind of the two choices you've got oh 100 it's by like yeah it's not even close to uh the the complexity that i come to expect from the series mm. but uh yeah it's um like it, i just i just found it to be probably the closest that the game came to actually leaning into the idea of 47 um being technically unleashed and dealing with the consequences sure um which i i don't think they do well they, they haven't done uh, all that much and um yeah so i just i, I just liked it for that i, I mean you can surprised. look at that and then and then 
think about them doing this James Bond game or, or 007 yeah. game. We don't know if it's a James Bond game, I don't think. But And then taking that idea and being like, all right, yeah, I can see where they're kind of going with that because or, or even um, taking the Hitman concept and putting it in a James Bond world or a 007 world could still be a bit weird to me. I don't know. Um, but maybe merging those two ideas, that last level and some of the stuff that's in between yeah. could be like they're onto something, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. Um I I I I reckon I don't you know I hate to say someone plays the game wrong, but I reckon you play Hitman wrong, eh? Honestly. Why? I think like Yeah. Cause I well, cause I spend fucking two hours on my first attempt like running through a fucking uh level and then I don't move on to the next level until I have mm. like fucking perfected it um and yeah it's just yeah you don't play it wrong but it's just so intriguing to hear that you play it so differently to me because yeah like just knocking it out like there's other stories right like there's well there's there's even better like there's ways to kill them that aren't in the stories and stuff like that you know like they're completely separate to the stories or they use half of the story and uh and that's like and you you need the other like you need something else uh or you need to have been like the fucking the golf golf ball kill in dubai uh mm-hmm. you can you can kill one of them by getting him to hit an explosive golf ball but to do it you need to have mild spoilers for the first level i suppose in a game that i have been actively recommending people don't buy um Mild spoilers. Anyway, you can get one of them to hit an explosive golf ball, but to find out that that is an option, otherwise, like outside of looking through the challenges uh, when you finish a level, um, you need to do the story mission that has you go to the server room. And while you are acquiring the key card that you need to do the server room thing, um, you overhear a conversation from someone else. Mm who will mention the explosive golf ball. I, I heard that, yeah. You need to go track her until she finds the explosive golf ball. And then you get the... Or you once you unlock enough of Dubai, you, you get you can bring an explosive golf ball in with you. Anyway, and then you need to create a situation where uh, the guy in, in question is so frustrated, which is something you also only hear overhear about, in passing, uh, when he gets too frustrated, he'll play some golf to calm his nerves. So you need to annoy the fuck out of this guy. You just got to keep like doing stuff that annoys him, like turning hmm. on the radio while he's trying to write or um, like dropping a chandelier while he's doing something else. Or like, yeah, all these things until he gets so angry that he goes and plays golf and then he'll hit the, yeah, provided you also set that up in, in the first place. But uh then he'll fucking explode. And that's how you mm. get that one done. But that, like, to do all of that is, like, you wouldn't have noticed 99% of mm. this stuff. Like, if you're just doing the story or whatever, you'd never have heard any of this shit, right? Uh, there's another really good one as the Vulture that you can set up um, where he will walk outside and you can get him slip on a banana peel and go over fucking railing and 
Doing that one, I only worked that out because I went through the challenges. I never would have worked it out myself because I yeah. did work out 90% of it or 95% of it, but I couldn't get the last bit. I couldn't work out how to get him to go through the fucking railing. Uh, and uh, yeah, you can, but like, yeah, it's fucking in- ingenious the way that they fucking breadcrumb you uh, to to do this shit. It's just, yeah. Yeah. Uh you you would never notice it if you played through a level once and then moved on, you know? Well, that's why I'll, I'll go back eventually. Like I've right. played through the whole game and I'll get in there and see some of this other stuff. But also when I'm when I'm playing it, I'm not just like like some of those levels took me an hour. Like it was just me walking around and like exploring and seeing um finding those different story threads because sometimes you'll find one and then you'll find something else later on and you can sort of switch between them and and figure out like what you want to do or then just look at like the challenges so i'll definitely jump back in there and uh see a lot more of them because that's what that game is right it's about unlocking new starting areas and getting new items to use in the actual levels and uh trying to solve the puzzle using those new tools that you're given uh, and then trying to complete those new challenges that are in the game. And it sort of shows you like, hey, try and solve it this way. And, and like yeah. the things you're talking about, whereas like it doesn't actually specifically something that it'll tell you, but there are things in there that you can find out and figure them out. Um, yeah. So I know I think it's, yeah, I think it's a brilliant game. My My biggest criticism about it is that I don't think like it is a part three or a part two to Hitman. Right. Like we were talking it's about Subnautica before. Below zero, yeah. <laughs> Subnautica 1.5, sorry, it's Hitman 1.5. Yeah. Uh, and Hitman 2 sort of felt like that. Uh, like we're on the same engine still. It, it To me, it feels like, and this could have been an issue with the whole, um, and it probably was, like Hitman wanting to be a, a service and they just couldn't, figure it out with square at the time square wanted to make these um you know they wanted hitman 2 and or hitman 3 and they just couldn't figure it out and so that's what these games kind of feel like is that they're the core game is still hitman and you've got these extra levels that are being put in there because at the end of the day there ain't a whole lot new gameplay wise other than those um those like shortcuts that you can find to unlock different parts of the doors um and so, like, apart from that, what else is there that's new? <laughs> like, it's pretty similar. Right. The engine's been updated a bit. Yeah. 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 yeah it almost feels like, like, uh, like World of Warcraft, right? Sure. Yeah. New expansion. Exactly. But I feel like World of Warcraft does more at this stage. Like, they're always chucking in new gameplay mechanics and things like that in the game. This just feels like there was maps. something. There was something Hitman was doing, and then I was like, "That's new." I can't. Is it the DRM? What? Yeah. No. Sadly. <laughs> um. Anyway. Uh. Yeah. No. I totally agree. It. It feels like yeah, an expansion, at most. Yeah. Uh, but- Especially the levels, the four levels that yeah. you talk like it is. Uh, it They're shows huge. you one of them. It shows fucking- you the levels. One of them's easily the biggest that you've ever seen uh mm. in a hitman game uh easily and it's quite deep um 
and yeah the four the four good levels are real good yeah um i'd say among the best of the franchise i still think maybe i like miami more maybe uh, miami is the one with the race car event yeah not that i can From play two, it I yeah think. not that i can yeah. play it despite owning yeah, can i um but uh yeah i think i liked that one more but uh these ones are well and truly i would say they they fill the next five slots uh right. maybe maybe i really like the murder mystery mansion but it mm. feels like that's it for that level right like there's not a lot else going on there maybe some upstairs downstairs style um uh, that one dude is sleeping with the help. Maybe there's something in that, but I couldn't really find a thread to follow there. You can take a... I think you just take a photo of them. Right. I think it was a challenge. You just take a photo of them or something like that. Right. Um, but, I, I, but, you know, thinking about it a bit more now, I, I think the purchase is worth it because you are getting Hitman 1 with it at this stage. I think it's only like yeah. two weeks or something, right? So. Right. If you're on the fence about True. it. True. Sapienza in Hitman 1 is fucking phenomenal. Um, hmm. Yeah, there's some really good levels in Hitman 1. Um, yeah, if you're on the... But it's the it's the DRMN that I can't fucking... I can't get past, man. I can't get right. past how aggressively bad it is. How a game that was fucking cracked on day one is so much worse if you buy it legit. It's yeah. just crazy to me. Like you literally get an infinitely better experience if you pirated. Yeah. Like Not I couldn't play it. That for we are condoning piracy. Uh, but yeah, it is fucking staggering to me. It is annoying shit to me. Mm. Uh, and yeah, I just don't think that they should be rewarded for implementing this uh this this system right because it, it, it serves literally no purpose and it's just insane to me yeah and i don't think the um the communication on the day or those couple of days is very good either like i was seeing these um these issues uh happen <laughs> but like i i would go onto their twitter account or like their social media pages and I couldn't find them talking about like, hey, this is a problem that's happening. Uh, we're working on it type thing. Like they eventually got there, but at this stage it was happening for freaking ages and I just couldn't, I was like, is there anyone looking at this? Like surely something's going on, right? Because yeah, I was just, I could like I couldn't play it. It was unplayable. At the points where it was like, it was popping up like four or five times every 10 minutes, be like connecting to server and then it wouldn't connect and then, all of a sudden it was down for like half an hour and you couldn't you couldn't play it for half an hour you had to leave and come back and then not still not working all right well i guess i'll check later on if it's going like that is such a hindering aspect of a game that shouldn't be there in the first place so yeah yeah anyway like aside from that it's it's an excellent excellent game it sounds like it sold really well um they they're talking about like it, they make their their costs back on development already, so that's cool. I mean, they're an independent developer at this stage, so that's you know, I, I'm I'm interested to see what they do next. Like, I don't know if I'm as excited for this 
James Bond game or 007 game. Um, I guess we got to wait and see because I do like the things they're doing with Hitman. I just hope this isn't just a licensed like thing that they're putting out because um, that would suck. But yeah. we'll see, I guess. Yep. Anything else to add? Hitman 3? No. No? All no. good. Yep. All right. Should we do some news? There ain't a whole lot. There's a little bit on here. Let's do it. But we can talk about what we got. Uh, we got Vicarious Visions, the uh, creators of some pretty, pretty good games recently, mainly like remastered versions of Tony Hawk 1 plus 2, which we talked about quite recently. Yeah. Um, they've also worked on, uh, what else did they work on? Some Was it Ratchet and Clank? What? Sure no, not. I'm not. I, I'm not. No, it was Crash Crash Bandicoot, the Insane Trilogy. Been. Yeah. That's what it was. Um which was received really well. Like they they've they've worked on some pretty good um like they did some good port stuff in the past. Um, but I think they're the two sort of big games in like the last three years that they've put out that have they've really like smashed it. They've done such an in, insane job of that. Uh and, and in return they've um been merged into Blizzard. And we'll be working on Blizzard support now. So about yep. 200 employees. Um, this was announced the other day. And I guess the reception has been pretty bad for them because like, because of the things we just mentioned. Like they've done awesome jobs at these games. It'd be like uh, taking Bluepoint and being like, well done, Bluepoint. Now you're, um, you're, you're, now you're making maps in Call of Duty. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> well, which is what raven ended up doing right when they were putting true. out some yeah. good stuff thanks thanks raven love your work here's some maps make some maps now yeah uh yeah man this sucks it's 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 not a good look for blizzard i guess but they've tried to come out and defend these moves like do you think it's a good move by them um i think it's one of those things, right, where it winds up depending wholly on what they're doing with it. Now, what I've read is that they are actually making Diablo 2 remastered or remake, yep. whatever you want to fucking call it, uh, whichever it turns out to be. And I believe that this move is to justify having blizzard release a uh a diablo 2 remake as opposed to anyone else you know as mm -hmm. opposed to, uh, to avoid the awkward conversation when later on down the track uh people are like how come blizzard didn't make who's this vicarious visions how come blizzard didn't make this fucking diablo 2 remake on the other hand based on what they've done with crash and particularly Tony Hawk, yeah. I have absolute faith that they will be able to do, provided they're given the fucking leeway, do something really good with Diablo 2. I am happy that Vicarious Visions are working on a Diablo 2 remake. And so if the only thing that needs to happen to get this across the line is that they change their name to fucking Blizzard, I don't think that, I don't think it's that big a deal. In my opinion, you know, like it's it, 
in the end, it's probably good based on, you know, whatever the fuck happened with the Warcraft 3 remake. Yeah. Right? Like, then it's not going to be worse than that. Knock on wood. Like, so, yeah. If they've, if Blizzard has decided to get a team that is extremely good at remakes to work on the Diablo 2 remake, and the only way to sell it to the fucking dick knobs in, on the board or whatever is to call it, is to have them be called Blizzard, then fucking do it to it. Uh, if it means we get a better version of Diablo 2 Remake, I'm all in. Um, yeah. Yeah. Why? What are you thinking? How are you feeling about it? I don't know. I think it would have been cool to see them sort of maybe given a chance to do their own thing. Um, sure. But I think the thing that gets me is that we've heard a lot of these reports saying that the Blizzard we know is no longer. Like, it's just a completely different studio. We've We've talked about it in the news a lot, how all these... Uh, old, older uh, Blizzard veterans have gone off and started their own studios. Like they've, they've pretty much gotten out of there at this stage. So it's not like it's not the same people heading up these games anymore. Um, and we saw like what you talked about with uh, Warcraft Three Reforged and how that was handled. Them talking about like, hey, we're make we're 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 doing this game. It's going to have redone cinematics and all this stuff that's in there. And then that comes out and none of that stuff is in that game and it doesn't handle well and then they're forcing people that were still playing warcraft 3 to to jump onto this new game and like just such a disaster of a, a launch with that um and then like what is going on with uh overwatch 2 and the direction of that it's i the, the one thing that has me holding on for them is the stuff that i've seen from diablo 4 <laughs> that i've played yeah, because uh, that stuff feels pretty good, um, and I like a bunch of the stuff that they were doing with that game. At least when I saw it fifteen months ago, um, like that stuff seemed pretty interesting. But like I don't know, like chucking them on this, like what's who knows what happens in like two years from now, whether or not that that this Diablo game even comes out, because. Um, I feel like we're just like that blizzard of the old is sort of done. It feels like the, the the blizzard games we're seeing them do recently are these smaller like games as a service style style games, and yeah. it's like what does Diablo two remake look like? <laughs> like what are they trying to do to make yeah. you spend money in that game now? That does have me somewhat worried uh, hmm. because. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I uh, I have a pretty strong attachment <laughs> to Diablo 2. Stronger yeah. than uh, than I did uh, to some of the other remakes they did. Uh, so I played that game for hundreds of hours. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And at the uh, end of the day, when that thing comes out, are, are, we, are we already playing, like, is Diablo 4 already out? It, maybe it's not and and then even then like Diablo 3 is f- a phenomenal game at this point and, and is the stuff in Diablo 2 enough like it'll just be the campaign at this point and the multiplayer and, and things like that but Diablo 3 has all this extra content in the game that is uh, adds all this replay factor and I think they've done such an awesome job and seasons yep. with that game and you know I think it, it just becomes this nostalgia thing going back and re- going back and playing it again and be like yeah that was cool 
But I don't think it's the type of game where you, you play it and you stick with it. And like, this is the one I play now. Um, it's either going to be Diablo 3 or Diablo 4, depending on whatever's out at that stage. So I sort um, of think, in my mind, I guess, um, Diablo uh, 2 will, like, almost get the call of duty modern warfare remastered um like right treatments where it comes out alongside it mm. um which i guess does sort of limit necessarily how good it can be right because well no it doesn't does it because like if it was if it was a problem for it to be really good um I guess they they wouldn't have done it with Modern Warfare, right? Like that was yeah. that was the deal with uh Advanced or Infinite Warfare, whichever one uh Modern Warfare Remastered came out with. People bought those games, that game, whichever one it was, just for Modern Warfare. And they seemed happy with it, right? Yeah. Um so yeah, I, I don't know, man. Um I I, I think it won't be too big a problem if that is the that is how it plays out. Yeah. Um. And I hope it, I hope it plays out that way. To be honest, um, because I'd prefer a great Diablo two over a good Diablo four. Right. Yeah. Hey, I guess we'll see. See what happens. That. Uh, yeah. I mean, this is oh, sounds like it's a while off. So. Yeah. Very uh, true. We'll have to wait and see. All right. Uh, next up is uh, I'll read from a Hollywood Reporter article. Uh, it says, after months of negotiations, Kevin Hart has officially signed on to play Roland in Lionsgate's video game adaption of Borderlands. Um, uh, Kevin Hart will play the skilled soldier Roland in what will be a more serious acting turn for the star, who is known for his worldwide comedy chops. Eli Roth is directing the Borderlands movie, which also has Kate Blanchett set to star as Lilith, and the Emmy-winning Chernobyl creator Craig Mazin pens a script. <laughs> like, what the fuck is going on with this, uh, this movie? Alrighty, <laughs> there's a lot right. to unpack there. Um, Most of the stuff we already knew, right? We already knew that Eli Roth was directing. Yep. Kate, Kate Blanchett was on for Lilith. Yep. We, we knew uh, Craig Mazin was. On for the script, the Kevin Hart stuff as a more Kevin serious Hart, role. More serious? What? Um. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what to do with this. Um. Yeah. This information, because first of all, is Borderlands going to be a serious movie? Because <laughs> that seems like a gross misreading of the of the. Of the subject text. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I understand if he's not to play the comic relief, mm. and I'm sure he would jump at the opportunity and, um, yeah, all of that. But if he's supposed to be the, um, the, I don't know, the straight man anchor of this film mm. and everyone else is a fucking lunatic, including... Kate Blanchett as Lilith. <laughs> like I'm, I'm starting to worry about this fucking 
Uh, Craig Mazin has a history in comedy, right? Yeah. But it's not a good history, is it? Um, I mean, it's, it's, wasn't he doing The Last of Us as well? I think he was yeah. in The Last of Us. Yeah, he is. Um, but he did like, I don't know. The Hangover, uh, the Hangover Part, part two, 2 and The Hangover Part 3. Scary movie. Hey, okay. don't fucking talk shit about Scary Movie 3 or 4. They're fantastic. Um, <laughs> Identity Thief wasn't the worst thing I'd ever seen, but yeah, I didn't love it. Um, I think I think it was the uh, <laughs> Chernobyl, which I'd have done it for him, right? Chernobyl was his, yeah. Yeah, let's give, the, let's give the scary movie guy <laughs> a serious yeah. film. Right? About a, yeah. So if... Oh, he's doing something called Cowboy Ninja Viking, I'm seeing. Uh, okay. Anyway. Um, yeah, it's like, it's it's just odd to me, right? Like, with, with the Chernobyl writer and Eli... Uh, writing... And Eli Roth, the directing. hostel guy directing, <laughs> and uh, Kate Blanchett starring. Right? If you told me those three people were working together, would it be a? What would it be? Yeah, not a fu- not a fucking not even comedy. those three. But then you're also like, oh, by the way, Kevin Hart is going to play a serious acting role. Yeah, <laughs> it would. Okay, like Kevin Hart is going to play a serious enough acting role. They specifically called out that he's yeah. playing a serious acting role. Like I'm not saying Kate Blanchett doesn't have comedy chops, mm. right? Because she's clearly capable of playing the like she's got comedic timing. Uh, enough to play like the straight person role really well. Like she was in um, Ragnarok, right? Yeah. Uh, and she was like, she wasn't funny, but she played off funny people. Like she, you need that person. Mm-hmm. And she played that role spectacularly because she's fucking a phenomenal actress, right? Um, so I'm not saying she couldn't be in a fucking funny movie. I'm just saying, if you were to tell me those three people were combining, yeah. would you think it was going to be a funny movie? No? What about if I told you Kevin Hart was playing a serious role? Uh, maybe it's they're doing that as a gag? Maybe that's part of the joke? Maybe it's all like a big joke? I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure, honestly. Uh, yeah, I've got no idea. I've got no idea how to take this shit. Like, I don't know who they're going to announce next. Like, fucking, I don't know. It'll be fucking, it'll be something out of control. Like, Pablo, um, uh, what's his face? Uh, who am I thinking of? It'll be like Mando as Mordecai or some shit. And then, uh, Pedro Pascal, sorry. Right. Uh, yeah, and, and you'll be like, oh, okay. And then they'll be like, oh, and... Uh, Tom Cruise's Anthony, brick. Sir Anthony Hopkins <laughs> as Claptrap. And you were like, 
I don't understand this film. Um, yeah, yeah. Like if if they if the rock is brick, all better off. There's no way this is like this will be. They're playing it like it's a serious film, and it is a goof the entire time. That will 100% be it. it. There's no way the rock and Kevin Hart are in the same film, and it's a serious film. I just cannot yeah. see it. Uh, I can't see it happening. I would watch it. I will watch it. I will watch the fuck out of that movie, but I, I just don't think. I feel like, <clears throat> like at what stage is their budget just fucked if they've got like The Rock like and Kevin Hart? Like how, how I think I want to know how much his money is, is this movie is supposed to be made, being made for before they're like, yeah, The Rock is in it now as well. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. But like my, my thought was always like, it's probably going to be The Rock or like Dave Bautista. Um, yeah. Or I, you could chuck someone like um, who else in there? Any other wrestlers? That yeah. good. Uh, John Cena. That'd John be Cena? good. That'd he, be fucking awesome. Is he? Yeah, I think John Cena could do it. Yeah. Is he what? What were you gonna say? What were you gonna? Well, ask I mean, about John can he? Cena? Can he rock the? I guess he he can rock the the bald look, right? He probably like has be the no best hair, brick right? that they could get. I would say. Yeah, he's probably the perfect brick. Mm. But if John Cena's in it, it's a comedy as well. There's no way it's a fucking. There's <laughs> like yeah. If John Cena's in it, there's no way it's a serious film. Although he has been in a serious film, that one where he's a sniper. Yeah, Transformers as well. <laughs> yeah, sure. Good, good example. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, anyway, um, yeah. I don't know. I don't yeah. know how to. Do I mean, this, this movie still hasn't been <laughs> made yet. There's still yeah, that hurdle. Very true. Very true. Could fall apart. Anyway, uh, any other news that you can think of that you want to chuck in here before we wrap things no. up? No. No. All right. Let's do some questions then. Have we got any questions, questions. or are we uh, fresh? We out? had a question come in just after we'd finished last week. So, uh, okay. Uh, we definitely have questions. Frisco writes. Dear The Gap, what is the best way to build a relationship? Regards, Frisco. Uh, it's very vague. <laughs> relationship is like a good burrito. First, you start off with a good tortilla, mm. right? You lay it out flat, put down some rice, not too much rice, mm. just some nice rice. It's got to be well seasoned, you know, salt and pepper. And then you add whatever meat it is going for. I prefer uh, minced beef, but you can do whatever you want. You can let your dreams be dreams. Uh, a good one is in the air fryer. Uh, just air fry some uh, frozen fish. Chuck that in. Then you need your uh, your veggies, right? And you gotta you gotta be careful with the veggies portion. You gotta think this one through because you don't want it to be too much right so if you're doing if you're doing like salad lettuce tomato uh onion and uh and and keep it keep it like that right keep it pretty close to that right a, a good like tomato salsa a pico mm -hmm. de gallo i think they call it uh pico but if you're doing the fish one yeah pico de gallo uh if you're doing a fish one i recommend go for coleslaw instead and you want some you gotta it can't be like a fucking mayonnaise coleslaw it's got to be a 
vinegary one because you need the acid, right? The tomato brings acid. You need that acid uh, to balance out, to round out your uh, your well-built relationship. And then you add your sauces, whatever sauces you like, uh, something creamy, uh, especially if you um, if you didn't if you did use the right coleslaw. Uh, guacamole is pretty creamy, and you can you can make it extra creamy by mixing with sour cream. Then some hot sauce, you've got to have hot sauce. And you wrap it all together and you bundle it all up and you let it sit. You want to let it sit on top of the like the part where it wrapped, right? If mm -hmm. it's hot, right, when you wrap it up, you've got to let it sit on top of the closed part of the burrito for like 30 seconds because that gives it a chance to bind with itself. Like the burrito will bind with itself so that it won't fall apart as easily. That's the trick. That's the real trick. Uh, it sort of steams its way closed. And mm -hmm. there you have it. A perfect relationship. Good right. question, Frisco. There you go. Bang. Great question. Smashed it. I don't have any um, answers. I'm just hungry now. <laughs> Me too. We're nearly at lunchtime. I might have a burrito. Um, nice Nico writes. Dear The Gap, I'm a long-time listener from the UK. I realize that I've been listening to The Gap talk about games for around 10 years, but I rarely ever get in contact with questions or just to say thanks for all the content. So thanks for the content. On to the questions. Thanks, Nico. Um, you guys are unabashed Game Pass shields. That is true. Do you know when EA Play is coming to Game Pass for PC? I've read lots of conflicting information on this subject. Some sources have said it's already on there. Others say it's months away. What's the deal there? Also, can we have the return of Heath's race stories? No. Uh, I loved hearing about these those immense races where he'd start in 12th place and after hours of focus and battling, he finished in 12th place. Maybe he could type his one out every so often and send them in. I, for one, would love to hear them. What do you think? Thanks again, Nick. Uh, Game Pass for PC. I actually asked about this the uh the other day, and I got the response. Uh, not yet. It's coming. They were no more clear than that, which has me super fucking worried. If I'm being mm. honest, um, yeah. Uh, they were would not be more specific than it's not there yet. So uh, it's definitely not yet on Game Pass for PC. Certainly not. It is on Game Pass for Xbox. Uh, but yep. not yet on Game Pass for PC, uh, and we have no idea when the fuck it's coming. Um, I When I first heard about it, I'd heard Q1 uh, of this year, and even that has been washed out. So I honestly couldn't be more specific. <coughs> have you heard anything mm. different, Luke? No, nah, I don't know who you're no. talking to, but your sources are probably <laughs> yeah. better than mine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I, there is someone else. I'll, I'll, there is someone else I can ask, so I will ask them as well. Um, but yeah, I, well, I was talking to Xbox, so uh, they didn't have any info. I'll talk to EA and see what they've got. Uh, yeah. Good question. And can we have the return of Heath's race stories? No. Not only do I hate that you've asked this question, but I <laughs> wish. You hadn't asked this question. Yeah, because now we've got to get it next week. You know that, right? <laughs> He's going to email us or send us some sort of fucking it'll be a text fucking file. Text file. God damn it. It'll be a dot bat or some shit. Yeah. 
Like, every time he sends a new one, it looks more and more like it's going to be the virus that ends everything on my fucking computer. And I get, like, it's such a risky click. And then I click it, and somehow it doesn't break everything. The only reason, the only faith that I have that it wouldn't break everything is that I was there when Heath was taking uh, info tech uh, classes, and uh, I'm pretty sure... He's, he can't code a virus that can take down my computer. That is not a challenge. Hey, do not <laughs> pick up the gauntlets. Uh, uh, that said, I did enjoy his stories. Uh, just out of like a, it was surreal. I just, I just could never understand. I couldn't believe they were happening. Mm. You know. Um. But that is a deep cut. Thanks for uh, listening uh, all this time, Nick. Yep. Thanks for joining us. Um, Dr. E3 Money writes, how good is the hot desert? And in answer to your question on the previous podcast, yes, I'm still playing Idol Slayer. Idol Sailor. There's an idea for a game. Is he listening? How does he know about the hot desert? We just talked about it like fucking 20 minutes ago. That's crazy. Finally... It's fine. Finally, he's listening to the podcast uh, as we do it instead of asking questions too late. Um, I'm still playing Idol Slayer and I had an Ascension CPS bonus of about 28 million. Fucking hell. When I did the new Ascend last week. So about the same as Luke. How many Ultra Slayer points did you guys get? I got six. We answered this. He's half listening. We we answered this true. Pay pay attention. Pay more attention, mate. I got five. (laughs) Luke got six. Um... (laughs) But you started like way after we did. I reckon he's probably at a hundred days, not hundred and forty. He's acting. He's acting. He's acting. I need tips, Drew. You gotta fucking give me tips. I'm evidently shit at this game because I played four more days and I was I was right on the cusp of the sixth point. There was no way to know how yeah. many fucking points before you fucking ultra ascended. So mm. it felt like a bit of a fucking belt up. Yeah. Um I agree. I could ultra ascend again, but I don't want to. Um, uh, yeah, I could ultra ascend again and get my sixth point, but yeah, it just doesn't seem fucking worth the effort. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, good stuff. That would yeah. be the questions. Awesome. Good stuff. Awesome. Uh, that was the show. You can find us on iTunes, Android, Windows, or Spotify, YouTube, all the places you get podcasts from. We're on there. You can find us under the gap or the GA podcast, um, please, if you do have a moment, rate and review the show. It helps other people find us. And it's a, it's a way of supporting the show without um, having to to give us any money or anything. There you go. Um, you can also email us, thegapodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on, uh, on Discord, thegapodcast.com slash Discord. You can jump in, leave us questions if you want, or just uh, play play games. Those people playing Subnautica the other day. Uh, we were playing some uh, Call of Duty, uh, like Job comparing said. scores on Hitman. Comparing scores on Hitman. Who has the, the biggest juice. Hitman leaderboard score? Uh, All happening. Zio <clears throat> came to the party with a pretty great score, mm. but I took back my goddamn crown. Uh, 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 yeah, I had to. I had to do it. I had to do it to her. And uh, and Racy has been up in there. I think, I don't know, Racy might be playing on Xbox or something. Yeah. He's got a good Dartmoor, the Murder Mansion score, mm-hmm. uh, a real good one. 
Uh, I don't even know how the fuck he managed that. Uh, um, that one took me a while to figure out how to even get inside the house. Like, <laughs> I was outside <laughs> for such a long time, being like, oh, there's so many fucking people here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's a pretty big score. But at the same yeah. time, I'm all like, don't buy Hitman. So, uh, I don't know, it's hard, to, hard one to, to work out where you yeah. should land on that one. Anyway. Uh, you can go to uh, our social media, facebook.com slash podcast, twitter.com slash podcast. You can go to our website, thegapodcast.com. Uh, you can find links to all the things we talked about on the show, including past episodes uh, and those other links as well. If you forget them, they're on there. Uh, that is all thanks to our Patreon members who help support this podcast and the website. You can go to patreon.com slash podcast become a recurring subscriber get the podcast a day early or two days early depending on when we record and the embargoes were embargoed under <laughs> yes yeah <clears throat> so thank you everyone does that we are um, extremely grateful thank you yeah uh you can also go to our youtube page the gapodcast.com slash youtube and watch this uh podcast in video form if you want to do it like that as well um otherwise anything you got going on this week that you want to talk about you'd like to spruik uh, no, not this week. A uh, bit of a short week. Uh, and as I said, I got fucking blotto on Monday. So, um, mm. yeah, uh, no, nothing just yet, but I do have a couple of things coming next week. I believe, uh, stay tuned to Oz gamers for at least one of those. Nice. Um, you can find me twitter.com slash Luke Laurie, L A W R I E. Um, I'm, I'm Joey Jojo, as always. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, that is it. I thought it was a pretty good episode, Job. 550. We had some Five. exciting stuff on here. One of the best. Wonderful stuff. One of the best. <laughs> One of the One best. Of the top 500 episodes of the least. gap, I reckon. Yeah. Um, that is it. We're back next week. We got some some games, uh, more games coming, stuff we can't talk about yet that are under embargo, but uh, next week we'll be back with some, hopefully some more bangers. So keep safe. Thank you.